That's right. We are live. We are back in action, carrying the weight of week eight onto the grind of week nine. You're listening to the third and three podcast presented by the sports column. My name is Jason Freeman, joined by the best in the business, my partners, my family, Tricky Nikki Gist, and the real deal, Damian Adams, always in the house. Starting with the ladies first, of course. Dear Nikki, how are we feeling today? Ah, oh, good. Just finished up some Pilates today, and uh, we had a big governor race here in Jersey that seems to be taking two days long. So, yeah. you know, we uh, unfortunately had our first frost this morning. So, oh boy, um, here it comes. Last night, yeah, okay. here it comes. It's November. It's November. I got to tell you, it's so freaking nice over here right now. Like every morning I wake up, it's like 70 degrees and just oh, no more humidity. No uh, more tomatoes at you. I, yeah, Thank right? You. We're living in these beautiful climates. I don't blame you. Uh, D knows what I'm talking about, right, man? Yeah, yeah. Outside of the traffic, everything else here in Arizona is beautiful right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm not built for a frost. Like, I've been, like I haven't experienced that in a very long time. So, yeah, I'm definitely not going back to it. So <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody uh, today at work. Just like, no more Northeast. I'm done. Can't take it anymore. That's it. Not even for like a visit during the winter time. Can't do it. It's got to be during the spring or summer. So I hear you. But we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about sports, the NFL in particular. That's what we do. Big things happening. And before we begin into that, Nikki, tell them real quick about big things happening on the 3rd and 3 podcast website. Yes. So our website finally launched. We're live. Uh, It's uh, 3rd3podcast.com. We each have a blog up there. And uh, yeah, check it out and you'll find more of our blogs and you can get on the show, contact us, partner with us. Um, but yeah, no, we, uh, we're doing big things here. No doubt. We're getting it going, you know, weekly, uh, picks and everything like that. We'll put up our predictions, you know, all sorts of things. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Mm -hmm. You guys welcome to join in on the party. So that's what we're going to be doing. Listen, neighborhood news has been short as of late as we got into other things, but damn, we got some stuff to talk about today. So let's get it going and we can start in a million different places, but I'm starting with the Tennessee Titans, and that's because, of course, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl uh, to lose to the Green Bay Packers, which is another situation we'll get to in a minute. But, yeah, yeah, Tennessee, they were on a roll, but now they lose their biggest Titan, Derrick Henry, foot surgery, out for the year, just just a a real mess over there. Damien, they're trying to sign Adrian Peterson or something like that. You know, I mean, I don't know if that's the right answer, but – is the team done because Derrick Henry is out? I'm not going to say that they're done because the division is so bad. Uh, so because yeah. of that, they still have a shot to make the playoffs. But come playoff time, without Derrick Henry, I don't see them succeeding. Uh, that defense is still very shaky. Uh, their best performance came against Kansas City's offense, which we've seen hasn't been good this year. Uh, so mm-hmm. for me, I would be very, very – if I'm a Titans fan, I'll be very cautious – 
about being optimistic going forward because without that running game, that defense may get exposed even more now because now that time of possession, which we don't talk about anymore. We don't talk about time of possession anymore. Uh, but time of possession is still an important thing, especially if you have a bad defense. And yeah. that's one of the things that the Titans were able to hide that defense by running the ball. And Adrian Peterson, even though he's a freak of nature, probably still in great shape at his age, uh, he's not going to be Derrick Henry now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he can simulate some things with the power run game. He probably can still get you, you know, 100 yards if you give him 25 carries and he'll get you, you know, four yards in the clouds of dust. But it won't be the same impact. The play action won't be as impactful. And that's where our Ryan Tannehill really thrives is off that play action is fake handoff. As soon as he turns around, A.J. Brown is open in the middle of the field because the linebackers have to come up and respect the run so much because of Derrick Henry. So I think it's going to change their team drastically. But they still make the playoffs because that division is so bad. I still think they make the playoffs. I think they're still a good team. And I think that I've been talking about Ryan Tannehill for years as I've watched him in Miami. And I've always said that he's a good quarterback. And Julio Jones has got to get healthy, Nikki, and everything. But, yeah, the big thing is now is that, uh, you know, defenses do not have to worry about Derrick Henry, number one, getting smashed in the head by them or stiff arm 15 yards down the field. But, you know, they don't have to stack the box anymore. And that's going to make it easier, I guess, to game plan. But, I don't think Tennessee is out of it by any means. I still think that they're a strong team. Um, yeah, they have room for improvement in, in places like every other team does. But uh, I'm not counting them out. I'm not saying Super Bowl anymore necessarily. But uh, I still think that they'll be a team that, you know, you really don't want to face on Sunday. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to count them out just because of that division. Um, I'm sure that they'll still make the playoffs. But um, I, yeah, I mean, you're not as scared of them. Not that you're necessarily scared of Tennessee, but you don't want to go up against Derrick Henry. No one does. No, who wants so, to tackle that guy? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to be different, but just, they have the benefit of that division. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, beating the Colts over the weekend, uh, obviously in a thriller type of game is what it turned out to be. All right, so uh, that's very unfortunate for the guy who rushed for over 2,000 yards is probably going to do it again this year, and uh, just very unfortunate. So we'll see how things uh, shape out for the Tennessee Titans. I alluded to the other Super Bowl team that I had, and that would be the Green Bay Packers, and we find out that Aaron Rodgers has COVID and will miss the game against the Chiefs and maybe even the week after because apparently, Nikki, he wasn't vaccinated. He said he was immunized, I can't even pronounce (laughs) immunization, you know, whatever, Uh, something like that to that effect. But um, now he's going to miss time. And here comes, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Love over here to play some football. But uh, that's, you know, that kind of sucks for Green Bay. They may lose him for two weeks. Yeah, that does suck. Um, Apparently he tried some homeopathic like remedy that he had asked the NFL, like, you know, could you accept this as a vaccine? And they were yeah. like, well, no, because, you know, science, that crazy thing, science, <laughs> like, um, you know, so no. And I don't, I, I, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I thought there were rules in place for this, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, I guess you don't have to Yeah, right. follow these rules. Yeah, um, you know what? Like they said, obviously they knew what his status was. So now this is what you get. This is what you get. And that's why, again, you know, it's a big team thing, Damien. You know, it's when you're losing 
Aaron Rodgers, who is the MVP of last year, for you know one or two games can make a big difference. I'm not saying they're going to lose the division or anything like that, but when you're going for the number one seed and you got Dallas and Arizona, the Rams, uh, you know, uh, so on and so forth, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's a problem. Yeah, no, it definitely could be a problem. But I find this game to be more interesting now. We get to see Jordan Love. Yeah. And <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to make it very interesting. And because the Chiefs haven't been really good, I don't think this loss of Aaron Rodgers automatically gives the Chiefs a win at all. Interesting. All right. Look at that little teaser perspective, possibly. not. Yeah. But uh, all right, all right. Yeah, Kansas City definitely not playing their best ball as we saw on Monday night. But that was also in large part, Nikki, because the Giants defense is playing well. So you got to give them a little credit over there. So they did a good job. Little bit of credit. Little little bit. bit. If you read my article, I mean, yes, blog post, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) You know how I feel right now. (laughs) And it was great. I loved it. Excellent article, by the way. You guys definitely go read it. You know, take uh, three minutes out of your day and check that out for sure. D, talking about your team, man, freaking, you know, the Saints marching, doing their thing, beating the Bucks like they do in the regular season. But it came at an expense of Captain Quantum Leap over here for this year. James Winston out ACL and MCL. And then we find out that Michael Thomas is done for the year. So let's talk. We got to talk about this. You know, Trevor Simeon came in, did, you know, a decent job. You know, they ended up winning the game. But you know, this talk about Philip Rivers bringing him in, you know, maybe oh, yeah, bring, you know, like all this stuff is coming out. But, you know, before we getting into Michael Thomas, which, again, you know, he's been absentee for the past year and a half, the quarterback position, what's your feeling on it? Well, right now, I think we should stay with Trevor Simeon um, and Taysom Hill is going to be coming back. I think we but, should allow Taysom Hill to do what he does best, be a jack of all trades. Swiss Army knife, Mr. Okay. Do It All, be that guy. Uh, we won games last year with Taysom Hill at quarterback, but it was very limited. We had to really uh, just maneuver around his limitations uh, mm-hmm. last year to win those games. Trevor Simeon, of course, isn't you know the a talented starting quarterback caliber guy, but because of his experience, he could run the offense. We yeah, he's been around. Yeah, yeah, and he could run the offense. He could make certain throws. He's not going to make the bombs that we saw Jameis do from time to time to Deontay Harris. We're not going to have that part in our offense anymore. But as far as the plays he made in the game, just the play he made to Kevin White, throwing it down the field with pressure in his face because he knows where to go in that situation. Those type of things, I think he does better than Taysom. So I think we should go with Trevor Simeon and bring in somebody who could be the third-string guy just in case Taysom gets hurt, uh, gets hurt again. Yeah, so somebody that, somebody that we don't know about, like not a Phillip Rivers, not a Cam Newton, somebody that the scouts know about that we don't know about. They bring him in to be the third string guy just in case we need him. But I think we should let Trevor ride as starting quarterback. Yeah, you know, Sean Payton, Nicky, he's got his way with quarterbacks. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, maybe he got something clicking with Simeon, you know, in practice or whatever it may be and mm-hmm. give him a full week, give him a couple of more weeks, you know, look. Who knows? The Saints are they're one of those complete teams. And, uh, you know, when you got a guy like Kamara back there, I know their wide receiving core isn't great. But if the play calling is right and you can matriculate the ball down the field, then why not? Whatever Sean Payton says is 
what I will roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he knows best. So that, I mean, that's like one of those coaches that you just don't question to me. He obviously has proven that he knows what the hell he's doing. Um, and he can coach up a quarterback. So I think yeah, you have to have sure. like the ultimate trust in him. Yeah. I'm fortunate the trade deadline has come and gone, but there's always ways that they manipulate and maneuver around that, whether it's the wave of wire or, you know, certain things. So we'll see if they do make a move, but um, you know, I mean, let's not go crazy and expect tremendous things out of Trevor Simeon. It's not like we've seen it before in Denver or wherever it may be, but, but you know, again, maybe under Sean Payton's tutelage, things can work out. So uh, again, they beat the Bucks, and that was a really nice win over there that uh, we'll probably talk about a little bit more later. Uh, Von Miller, I traded to the Rams for a second and third round pick from Denver. I mean, Nikki, the Rams are all in. They are stacked. Stacked, I tell yeah, you. They like, really are. They need any more talent? Come on. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy about it. This is my backup team. Yeah, I know. It sucks so bad, but yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, God. I'm glad we already played the Rams. Did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I yeah. just have to forget these games because they're so I know. <laughs> Right, get them out of your memory as soon as Get them as out of my head, yep. I know. I know. I, yeah, D. So, I mean, obviously not the Von Miller, uh, you know, that he was, you know, back in the days with the Broncos in the Super Bowl, but he can certainly contribute. And he's not going to be a guy who's playing, you know, 80% of the snaps. You know, he'll probably be on the field for 60, 65, whatever it is. But uh, good move. You know, again, they're all in for this year. That, that's their MO. They want to win a Super Bowl this year. It's Super Bowl a bust. Yeah, now it's an awesome move. You only give up a second and third round pick for someone who you could see a rejuvenated version of him. Maybe. Playing along, yeah, playing alongside Aaron Donald. So you're not going to get the best offensive lineman against you. You can line up on either side, go against the other team's worst tackle. You won't get double teams because you got a double team Donald. And their other defensive yeah. linemen are pretty good as well. So Von Miller's going to get one-on-one matchups probably for the first time without getting chipped by the running back. Because running back's got to be back there for Aaron Donald as well. So he's probably going to get one-on-one -on -one matchups for the first time in a very, very long time. And you're going to be like, oh, this is the Von Miller we remember, always getting strip sacks, always doing these things. Right. It's because he'll have a chance to do that. So great move by the Rams. If you're a Rams fan, you got to love their mentality towards oh, the yeah. season just overall. Oh, yeah. L.A. is all in. There's no question about it. No doubt. Um, yeah, surprised they didn't pick up uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm just surprised in general that he didn't get traded. This was just a marriage mess, divorce, immediate. You know, it should have been a freaking annulment, you know, for Christ's sake. I mean, it's just, just just bad. And now, you know, we got OBJ's father, Sr., posting these videos about how Odell Beckham Jr. is wide open and Baker Mayfield won't throw him the ball. LeBron's getting in on it and everything like that. And all of a sudden... Odell Beckham Jr. today, Nikki, is basically let go out of practice saying, nah, you don't have to practice. It's okay. I don't know exactly what's going on over there, but I don't even know if this guy's going to play another down for the Browns. They, they messed this thing up. <laughs> um, No, actually, I'm, I don't think it was a good marriage to begin with, but I will say this. Um. OBJ did the same exact thing in New York. His dad was all like, Eli doesn't see the field. He's not getting the ball. Yeah. And, you know, Odell was just like, well, Eli's older and he's not like this rah-rah type leader. And I'm sorry, he led us to two Super Bowls. You know what you did for us? You dropped 
the ball. You went to Miami before a ginormous playoff game in Green Bay and proceeded to have one of the worst games of your life. Like, all you do is drop balls. You are a cancer. You are a terrible teammate. I understand you're a wide receiver. But this is not the first time he has done it. He's. This is not the first time. You should have just shut your mouth and let your talent speak for yourself. You also can't stay healthy, and you have a problem everywhere you go, so you're probably the problem. So, no, I don't think this was, you know, a great marriage. And I know when the Giants traded him, he wanted to go to L.A., and Dave Gettleman was like, yeah, you're going to Cleveland. See ya. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What what is even his trade value now? What's his his salary is like fourteen point five million. I don't need if what would you guys what would you trade for him? What's his value? I mean, there are only certain teams out there, D, that I think would you know go after like Green Bay may have been a team, uh, maybe the Raiders or something like that. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it was confirmed that the Saints did try to get him as well. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So and we need our receivers, so it makes sense. So for me, I wonder what Cleveland was holding out for. Like Nikki mentioned, what is his trade value? So what are they trying to get back for him? And then not to get anything and just to have to dismiss him the next day. Mm-hmm. That's where I would say Cleveland messed up. Yeah. Like if you already know the marriage is messed up in this way, divorce, separate, <laughs> get it done yeah. with. Don't stay together for the kids. Baker's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you, It's better if you're apart happy than together miserable. Uh, so yeah. I think that they should have went ahead and traded him away. It would have been a great story, him coming back home to New Orleans, ways from uh, being on a good team with the Saints. And he would have been a number one target for sure. Uh, wow. So he, de- he definitely wouldn't have been worried about getting the ball. Um, yeah. it, Baker does miss him a lot. That part is true. Yep. Uh, but every wide receiver gets missed because there's other receivers on the field. Um, but Baker, we all know how I feel about Baker. I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, so he's going to miss you sometimes when you're open. Uh, yeah. So I think that they need to just let him go, release him, and maybe he'll end up with a team like the Saints or the Packers where he can go to a winner and and we'll see if it's truly him being the problem because it seems like those organizations, Saints, Packers, they haven't had really issues with outside of the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers seems like he's his own entity there. With those yeah. other players, though, they haven't had those issues. So I think if he goes to an organization like that, we'll see if it's really Odell Beckham. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I could see Bill Belichick going after him, to be honest with you. He's been, you know, known to make uh, certain moves like that, and uh, they can definitely use him over there uh, with the Patriots. I so. wonder why the Saints couldn't – like, I wonder what the offer was. We, we don't know. We don't know what was on yeah, the didn't say, like it, yeah. it would be a really good fit there, and maybe he wouldn't piss and moan because he'd get the ball all the time. And, you he know, would. you'd get the ball, but you'd drop it all the time too, so <laughs> – Huh? And you make a good point also, you know, he's he's with his best friend, you know, Jarvis Landry and still can't get shit together over there. So. And he's hurt all the time. But I feel yeah. like if he was on the Saints, given the state of the Saints right now, I feel like he would love that. Like, number one target, you know, everything to me. But no I just wonder, like, what the offer was. Very curious. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely too. want to hear what it was. Well, there was no first rounder in there, I can guarantee you that. Hell That's no. True. <laughs> That's true. I, my guess would be maybe a third and fourth, maybe. Fourth, I would guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, a former first rounder, uh, terrible news. You know, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time, but Henry Ruggs, you know, cut by the Raiders for the reason of a DUI arrested, resulting in the death of a woman. 
and her dog. And the prosecutor said that Ruggs was doing 150 miles an hour. Uh, guys, I don't even know really what to say. It, it's it's just a horrible, horrible situation. You know, the Raiders definitely did the right thing. Um, I don't his football career. I could care less about right now. It's it's just Nikki. I you know the words can't really can't really express how, how horrible what happened. Um, like what a piece of shit. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah. fair is enough. There a reason you need to get behind the wheel. Fair enough. I, I mean, come on. I am a nobody, and I call Uber. Like, I, I mean, like, why can't you? What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? Like, I just. I can't stand it. And of course, right. The drunk driver always makes it out. Okay. Not that his life is okay, but he's alive and uh-huh. he took the life of this innocent girl or woman. And I just, I, I don't know. That's really all I can think of is what a piece of shit. Like I'm with you. And you know what? I don't want to hear about the age being an excuse. He's 22, 23 years old, whatever he is. Damien. I, I don't, I don't give a shit. That means absolutely nothing to me that there's, <laughs> there's enough. There's nothing to excuse over here. It's just Nick, Nikki said it right. You know, piece of shit. That's fucked up. You can't do that stuff. And look what happened. I mean, God, call it an accident. Call it what you will. That is a terrible accident that could have been avoided if you just had some smarts and realized that I can call Uber. I can call a limo. I can get a friend. Whatever it is. But call, call one of your boy. I don't know, man. Anybody. Anybody walk, I guess. Like, I mean, geez. Yeah, he can literally call the Raiders and be like, hey, I'm, For real? I, need, I need a ride, and they'll yeah. take care of him. Like, there was a million different options for him to do besides that. And it's crazy that a couple of weeks ago we talked about it when uh, Nikki was doing her nods with Nikki about how drunk drivers drive drunk, what, 80 times before they get caught? Yeah, and you got to imagine with him being behind the wheel and you would imagine, like, if you're drunk, you would think maybe you would drive slower. The fact that he was drunk behind the wheel and wanted to go 156 miles per hour just to fill out, you know, his fancy car or whatever it is and see how fast it could go or whatever that case is that he was trying to do or trying to prove and cost this young lady and her dog their life. It's just horrible man and for me i want to make sure that we hold the justice system accountable so the last time this happened with an nfl player or last time i know of that i could think of was dante stallworth dante stallworth got drunk behind Mm -hmm. the wheel he struck a pedestrian Mm -hmm. and he only got 30 days in jail it's like two years probation but it was 30 days in jail he served 23 nfl suspended him for a season People were mad at the NFL for letting him back next year, but he had a right to work. It was the justice system that let him off the hook. So the justice system has to hold Henry Ruggs III accountable. Because the sad thing is, if they do not, which this one looks like there's too much dare for them not to do it. But if they do not, him being 22 years old, him being somebody who could run a 4-2, he'll be back on the football field. So the thing that... No, go ahead. Yeah, it's just what it is. He'll be back on the football field. Somebody will pick him up because he's so young, fast, and has all his potential on the football field. But hopefully he gets held accountable by the justice system in a major way that deters others from doing this. You, I imagine the guilt he's feeling right now is immeasurable. 
but it's something that he has to live with and should have to deal with for the rest of his life. And you mentioned his age. The only thing that for me with his age, him being 22 years old, it's not a thing of like, oh, he's you know young, made a mistake. I don't consider this a mistake. This was a choice. This was you deciding to get behind the wheel drunk. And again, you probably did it multiple times. And then this time is the time you cost somebody their life. So it's not yep. a mistake. It's you, like Nikki said, just being a piece of shit. And only thing that would, you know, for me, as far as his age, if he gets his life is changed forever now at 22 years old. And it's something that you feel for him in that way. I was, but outside of that, I don't have any empathy for anything else he's going through because he put this all on himself, right? He had the life made for him. You're an NFL player. Just chill, play football, go play video games. Or if you go out, just don't, yeah. don't drive. Like you yeah. had the, the world is at the palm of your hands. You're a millionaire at 22 years old. Why do you feel a need to do anything else to get a thrill? Like you're, you're doing, I just, uh, for me, it yeah. just really is frustrating. And my prayers and condolences go out to the family of the woman who died. Absolutely. So now that's the thing that I wanted people just to wrap their heads around. Like someone lost their daughter, maybe an auntie, mother. I don't know if she had kids, maybe a mother. And that is something that that family has to try to recover from because Henry Rux III wanted to get behind the wheel, not only drunk, but do 156 miles per hour, which you shouldn't do sober. Yeah. Like it's something <laughs> like, fun. yeah. So you shouldn't do that sober because you can't react fast enough. You're not a trained NASCAR driver. So you shouldn't be doing that sober and let alone do it under the influence is just so stupid. And hopefully this deters others from doing this, especially like you have every resource in the world to not do this. Well, I sure hope that it does deter a lot of people, if not everybody. I mean, it happens every day, drunk driving and people get killed. It's, I mean, go on and on about the whole thing. It's just, it's a terrible situation. And he won't be playing football this year, and I wonder about the rest of his career. And I mean, to be honest, I mean, he could be in prison. I mean, let, let's not lie. It, it, it seems like he's going to be doing jail time for this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The being under the influence, the reckless driving, having a loaded weapon in the car. I don't know if it was registered. I don't know the rules in Nevada for that. Oh, geez, he, that too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it seems like he's that's why he probably got released right away because they saw the details of it. It was like, ah, we can't do nothing about this. We'll just let you go. So if he if he would have been still on the roster, then I can say, okay, there must be something that they can get around. But then I then they can't get around. it. Nope. Nope. Like they did Gruden in a whole different way, you know, out out you know that that's it you know there're certain game changers and and that's certainly one of them but um like you said our condolences from 33 out to the family no doubt let's close our neighborhood news on kind of a high note <laughs> as the jets won this weekend beating the Bengals, surprising the hell out of all of us but yeah. my thing is do we have a quarterback controversy now in the new york jets with mike white putting up 400 freaking yards now and zach wilson coming back in what a couple of weeks. I mean, how about it, Nikki? Um, yeah, I I was standing there watching the game like, no, this is not <laughs> happening right now. Amazing. You gotta be kidding me against Cincinnati. Amazing. Like, 
Oh my God. Um, do we have a controversy? Maybe. Hey, maybe something exciting is gonna happen in New York. Right. So I hope for it. Embrace the chaos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what they put up 34 points or whatever it was against Cincinnati, Damien. How did that happen? Because just like Damien's favorite movie, any given Oh, he's gonna sing now. <laughs> I'm going to save the Willie Beeman song for another day. <laughs> but no, it's, I think if he plays this well, let's say he does it two more times where he has them in contention to win. And then you have to really think about it. Like, dang, did we have our starting guy on our roster this whole time? Right. And then, you know, with Zach Wilson, you could get a boatload for him in the off season. If you trade him, let's say he doesn't play the rest of the year, just off potential alone, some other team's going to give up, a boatload for him. Uh, huh? So well, it, it could be something that we look to in the future. Uh, but you said this is a positive note. This really messed up my betting. So it wasn't a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It hurt me too. I, I had that as a standalone game, and that, that, that is yeah. one that I lost, unfortunately. Buffalo also scared the hell out of me. But, Nikki, uh, we did get that one, 13 and a half. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, I had, uh, I had Buffalo – and I had uh, Cincinnati and who else? Oh, the Rams. That was my parlay. And yeah. Cincinnati messed up my parlay, man. Cincinnati <laughs> is, yeah, that it, it, any given freaking Sunday, anything yeah. nutty can happen. Even Cooper Rush can come in on, on a freaking Sunday night football game and win for the Dallas Cowboys in Minnesota. Unbelievable. Anything can freaking happen. Nuts. Yeah, and anything can happen when Nikki winds up and throws the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> right now so watch out here it comes oh i so many so many places i could go with it but i'm sorry uh they have to go to joe judge because um i cannot with this headset excuse i really <laughs> can't so you're telling me your headset has not worked all season that the communicate the reason you think you have unlimited timeouts and you can't manage the game is because your headset keeps going in and out like <laughs> The NFL says, no, this is not true. He's saying it is true. I don't What is the protocol? Do you put a work order in? Like, does maintenance come down? Like, what happens? And if it's happened all season, we're in week nine. Like, I don't understand. I have to just think this is the stupidest lie I ever heard in my entire life. It's right up there with like, oh, you know, I was late to work because there was road work. No, there wasn't. Like, my dog ate my homework. Like, I just, I cannot with this. I can understand maybe you have to choose I don't know, week one, okay, maybe two, but eight weeks in and you still have no communication in your headset? No, I'm sorry. Just come out there and say, you blew it. You don't know how to call a game. You don't know how to manage a clock. You think you have 27 timeouts in an entire football game. But do not say it was the headset. And then the NFL comes out and says, well, that's not true. Like, I just can't, I cannot with this guy. I've had enough. I've seen enough of him. He needs to go. Yeah, it looked like a good thing in the beginning. He was like getting all Bill Belichickian over there, and you know, yeah. Tom Coughlin like or whatever. And they thought they were buying in, but maybe not. Want to give a shout out to Mikey Patton over there. He's saying they want to be like Mike. I think he's referring to Mike White to our prior, prior conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you on that one, Nick. Uh, damn. All right, D, throw yours. So I'm gonna throw my tomatoes at the Detroit Lions. I tried to give them respect. I even it was my um, applause last week. So I gave them respect. I was like, oh, you guys are really like trying to get this win. I understand that you are shorthanded, don't have the talent there, but you're playing so hard. I believe in you. 
I'll pick you to, to, to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And what did they do? Go out there and just get spanked. It's never <laughs> close. <laughs> I was like, what, what happened? What happened to biting the kneecaps? Because obviously they just got stepped on and didn't try to bite toes, yeah. kneecaps, <laughs> eyes, or anything. They just let them get, they just let the Eagles run all over them, fly yeah. over them. And yeah. it's the Eagles. The Eagles exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, coming it's like, into Detroit. At least oh. I could see if it was the Bills, you know, but it's the Eagles. You're just letting mm-hmm. them just run all over you like this. Detroit, I am done trusting you. You suck, and you might go <laughs> on seventeen. Right? Hey, look, man, I, I never, I never believed in Detroit, but this game, I believe they were going to win this game. Like it, it, it was time to beat a very mediocre team. You're at home, and not only they got blown. Out. It was like 44 to 6 or some crap like yeah. that. I mean, Jesus, that is just god awful. I mean, yeah, they're look. I mean, Detroit, could you imagine it would be the only team in NFL history to go winless in two separate seasons? It's actually possible that it can happen. It's very oh, sickening. Oh man, they'll be like, oh, who has the one of the few only 0 16 seasons? Detroit, who has the only 0 17 season? Right? Oh my God! <laughs> Seventeen. That's right. It would be. Oh, forgot uh, about that. Those poor, poor lions. Those cowardly lions is what they are. Oh they gosh. Are cowardly. Oh, my God. Man. The Eagles are not that good, everybody. Just no, they're not. Throw that out there, okay? No. I, just want, I just want that to be clear. They just got a bunch of eighteen-year-olds flying around all over the place. I feel like that whole team is just young, like playing street ball. It's crazy, but sometimes it works out. Okay. But uh, anyway, listen, um, my tomatoes is going to the Miami Dolphins organization. They, I mean, first of all, they totally screwed up this year. Yeah, in part due to Tua being hurt or maybe him not even being the guy and their GM even saying, well, I'm not even sure if he's if he was really our guy when they drafted him. They're saying all these ridiculous things. And plus the fact that Deshaun Watson, this whole rumor has been out there for the past, what, three, four weeks that he may be coming to Miami. I mean, what does that do for Tua? What does that do for your organization? And what has happened? And Brian Flores, I love as a head coach, but he's hiring coaches who are doing shitty jobs right now. Everybody is messing up in that organization. They're not running the ball the way they should. They're not playing defense the way they should. And they're not portraying themselves as a solid organization at all. If anything, they look messy from the inside out and even from the outside in. So what the Dolphins are doing right now is just, it's really shocking. And this whole Deshaun Watson thing, I mean, it didn't even come to fruition, for goodness sake. I mean, all this talk and talk and talk, the trade deadline passed already. He's still in Houston, and I guess that's where he's going to be until the end of the year. So I got to throw my tomatoes at the Dolphins organization for really screwing things up and not even giving Tua a chance, to be honest with you, and putting all this pressure on a young kid. I understand that you have to be able to take certain pressure, especially as a quarterback and a leader, but come on, he's not even played a full season yet. So uh, I had to go there, guys. I had to go there for my tomatoes. But um, for my applause, I would like to just go quickly to people who stick up for themselves, Um, whether it be a bully in school or – whether it be, you know, even your boss or something like that, you know, coming down on you, where you can come back at them passive aggressive or whatever it may be. I just really appreciate people who don't take shit. You don't have to be a jerk about it. You know, (laughs) you don't have to come out and be, you know, brash and aggressive and everything like that. But 
when you stick up for yourself, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't make a difference. You know, it gives you that confidence as well. And it makes you realize like, I just breathe the same air as this person breathes, whether, you know, you're my boss or, or anything like that. It doesn't make a difference. It's, you're just a person, you know? So at the end of the day, when you stick up for yourself, when, especially, you know, that you're right, or you're just trying, you know, to prove a point and not again, be egregious about it or anything. I, I do appreciate that when people do that and step up and say, you know what, here's what it is. I'm not being a jerk, but I'm telling you how it is. So that's where my applause is going uh, this week, guys. I love that. Those are my kind of people. People that stick up for themselves. Yeah. My dad taught me that. I know they're on vacation this week. I don't know if he's watching, but my dad taught me that when I was young. He said, Nick, you don't don't take shit from anybody and always know your, your worth. That's right. I carry right. that with me. I will not take it from no one. I remember my pop told me, uh, when I, I mean, shit, I was like five or six years old. He goes, I don't care who it is. If anybody comes up to you and bullies you, all you got to do is pop them in the nose and they won't bother you again. That's oh, it. And that, the face. that actually happened in first grade. I swear to God. I'm like, well, I remember what dad said. Bop. I'm like, <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> uh, Mike Pat getting in on tomatoes over here that they should all be thrown at the lines like you were seeing, Damien. They just vintage lines past Sunday, man. Just absolutely god awful. God awful, but uh, no, we're sticking with the applause over here. So what do you got, Ding? So for my applause, I'm going to give it to the backup QBs coming wow. through big this week. I like Trevor that. Simeon, Mike White, you mentioned Cooper Rush, uh, Geno yeah. Smith even uh, came through big for them against Jacksonville. Sure. So shout out to the backup QBs who balled out this week, showing us you know, why it's important for us to look up who the backup QB is when we yeah. are on our season. <laughs> Our season right. preview. This is why we do these things, people. You need to know this information. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, the backup QBs coming through in a major way. So shout out to you guys. No doubt. No doubt. Love it. Love it. All right. I definitely dig that. Yeah, the backup QBs did their thing this weekend. And uh, even if you want to throw, uh, you know, Case Keenum into it, uh, you know, into the picture uh, before also. So yeah, good job, D. I like it. All right, Nikki, close us out. Um, so this is very self-serving, uh, but I'm giving my applause this week to us because I just think we've come such a long way from think about how we started. Like I used to do this show in my car, like I didn't know where to go. <laughs> I like, really, oh, like I, there's just really nowhere to go. I mean, now I have like an actual house and, you know, it just like we have, we have come such a long way. So from where we were, Right. And then we tried like so many trials and tribulations. We tried like the Zoom and then we've tried. I mean, we just tried everything and through it all. It's been really supportive. Now we got the website. Now we're here live every Wednesday night at eight. So shout out to us for how far we've came and just think this really like remember the start with the pandemic. And most of our shows were like, are we going to have this season? Is this, you know, sport going to happen? What's going to happen with COVID? And we were just. We didn't know what was going to happen, so we were just coming up with stuff. So, yeah, yeah shout out to us because yeah. we've been doing the damn thing. You know what? Thank you, Nick. You're right. You know what? We we tried to keep yeah. it entertaining. There was nothing going on, and we still were just, like, making up stuff. You know, Mount yeah. Play and Play was so huge. We would come up with all these crazy ideas, and, yeah, it was so much fun. It was it was excellent. It was excellent. No and doubt. look at us now. Look at us now. We are freaking live and really back in action, baby. There's no doubt. <laughs> We are in there. Third and three podcast, baby. Third and three podcast dot 
Mother effing calm, baby. Yeah. It is on. It is on, no doubt. Oh, and Mikey, yeah, definitely shout out to Debo Samuel. That boy is a beast, yeah. man. He is amazing. Not a lot of great things going on with the Niners, but he is one of the great things that is happening. No question. All right, D, you know what it's time for. Bragging rights and crow bites, baby. Take it away, man. Yes, sir. So this is where we get to talk about what we did correctly or what we called right the previous week or something throughout the season. And also get to eat a little crow, talk about something that we got wrong or something that we've called wrong throughout the year. So let's start with the bragging rights. Let's go with Jay first this week, man. What's your bragging rights? All right. I'm I'm going to be real with you right now. I'm going to brag the hell out of the real deal fantasy football league where I am kicking some serious freaking ass. I'm standing alone in first place at six and two. I got a few five and threes under me. I got the most points in the league. And to boot, I have the second most points against, which shows that I have to score a shitload of points every week just to win. You know what I'm saying? So I am proud of myself. And you know what? Let me go to my team real quick because, look, I had Russell Wilson. So I picked up Joe Burrow. I got very lucky. I couldn't even believe he was on the waiver wire. So I grabbed him. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went out. I picked up Daryl Henderson Jr. He's doing great things for me. Um, I've been playing Debo Samuel, you know, like crazy. And people thought that was like a little bit of a crazy draft pick. I think I took him in maybe the sixth round. And he's been giving me unbelievable value, like, Chris, uh, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, I got laughed at a little bit. Now, he's had up and down games here and there. But um, I don't know, man. I've been able to plug and play and uh, kick some ass in this league. So that's my bragging rights right now. Now you got the right to brag, man. Your team is is definitely kicking ass. My team is starting to get together. We yeah. Round to farm a little team bit here. Team Leap. Yeah, we <laughs> we went through we went through a bad start with some injuries. Uh, I lost, you know, my my starting running back right away in J.K. Dobbins. Uh, it took yeah, Andrew Harris a while to get around, but he's starting to ball out for me. So my team's starting to come around. We had a big win this week over my man uh, Darrell in the Legacy Sports Makers Network. Shout out to him. We got a big win over them this week. Nice. Nikki, man, how you doing with the fantasy, Nikki? Uh, not, not great. Uh, <laughs> I'm in fifth right now, and I just realized I I had to optimize my lineup because it ain't bad. Yeah, I'm in fifth. Yeah, but it's not first, so. <laughs> yeah. But you just gotta get in the playoffs. Gotta, gotta be top six to get in the playoffs. So you're in a good position. You're better than me right now. Oh, I, kind of I just gotta hold there. hold the line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Nick, you got, I mean, look, you got Stafford, your boy over there, Joe Mixon runs the ball, uh, Tyree Kill, you got Jamar Chase, yeah, Justin Jefferson, you got a good team. Oh, you Jamar got... Chase was a hell of a pick. Yes, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Nikki all over the Bengals, man, she was freaking oh, yeah. all over that shit. That's bragging rights right there so far. Pretty For good, sure. even the loss to the fucking Jets. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, so, man. What are your bragging rights, Nikki? Um, okay, so I have two. So I just want to shout out to myself for staying Lone Ranger, picking Green Bay, rolled yeah. it I know everybody Good went job. Arizona. Um, and I called that Justin Herbert would throw two interceptions, and he threw two interceptions. Oh, nice. Ooh. That's pretty good, actually. That's yeah. good. That's Still good. Right there. Oh, yeah, I should have. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you guys probably know where I'm going with my bragging rights. All right. You know where I'm going with this. Who that said they're going to beat them Saints? Everybody, everybody was like, oh, you're just being a homer. Be realistic. You guys aren't going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are you thinking? They're the defending Super Bowl champions. B. 
people forget we beat them twice last year. Yeah. We should have won the playoff game. Our yeah. defense, Tom Brady has not played well against the Saints defense yet. Even in that playoff game, all their scores came because Drew Brees had a horrible game through mm. three interceptions and Jared Cook fumbled. All their touchdowns came on short fields in that playoff game. All so right. he has yet to play well against the Saints defense. We have his number. So I knew our defense could do a good job. And then we lose Jameis Winston. We're on our third-string quarterback, and we still beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know, man. So my bragging rights this week is about the Saints. Who that said they're going to no beat the Saints? And it wasn't the Buccaneers this week. Yes, everybody out. Not just you two guys. Like, literally everybody came out. Not, not, <laughs> just, not, just, not just taking a shot at you. But, yeah, yeah. yeah the Saints are yeah. like his kryptonite, man. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. bro. Yeah. That's, so that's definitely a good call and uh, a hell of a win. Yeah, nah, it was a big win. We, you know, lost a lot in the process, but big win, and we'll see what we do going forward. So now that we got our bragging out the way, let's eat some crow. <laughs> let's start with Jay. Where you got to eat some crow at? All right. Well, I, I mean, we did talk about it already. Um, we at length already with the Lions, but I have to eat crow because I was so sure they were going to win that I went ahead and I picked Jared Goff in our freaky fantasy football draft, and I picked him in one of my. Uh, FanDuel lineup, sticking oh, that Jared uh, What a hot freaking mess that yeah. was. I mean, yeah. Philly was up like 21 nothing before I can even blink, or 17 nothing, whatever it was. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I made a complete fool out of myself because not only did I say Detroit was going to win in our weekly pick, I went even ahead of the thing, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, top prop bets. Bet Detroit. Take Detroit <laughs> this week. So what a shit show that was. I was way off. And you know what? It happens to the best of us. Even the sports profit is going to mess up once in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it happens to the best of us, man. And all three of us, it was a trifecta of Crow <laughs> yeah. on, on that pick. I'll <laughs> eat it all, though. There. I'll eat it all. <laughs> uh, so where do you have to eat Crow at, Nikki? Um, well, I did mention this in our group text on game day, which is like such an interesting group text we have. Um, <laughs> I grossly, grossly underestimated Halloween in New Orleans. I, oh, I mean, wow. it, <laughs> I really, it's a big deal down there. Some voodoo something. I just, <laughs> I know D said it was a factor. I didn't really buy into it, but I really underestimated that. I buy into it. I get it now. On my bucket list, I would like to go to New Orleans for Halloween. I've done Salem, so now I want to go to New Orleans for Halloween. I like it. Yeah, but I, I listen, you got to, you know, you got to don't underestimate the vibes in certain, you know, cities and towns and the voodoo. Like, that was something. So, I eat crow there because I really didn't think the Saints had a shot. I can imagine, like, every household had, like, a little Tom Brady doll that they were just, like, poking <laughs> to death, you know, just like... Dah, 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 Probably. Dah. <laughs> yeah, on that, on that interception, they turned his head to the wrong receiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw it that way. But, no, nah, it was... Yeah, I definitely think just the environment, seeing the people in the crowd and how loud it was for that game definitely had something to do with it there. And, again, the Saints defense has the right formula for Tom Brady, just, like those Giants defenses of the past. Not saying we're as good as them. We don't have that defensive line like they had, but yeah, so we had that right formula. I hear so, you. Hey, real now, quick, you know, I just got to say that, uh, you know, Chris Lewis going back to fantasy saying he's going to win the whole thing, so he's going to have to eat crow eventually. Just going to have to get <laughs> that. That will be happening. There's no doubt. And, uh, yeah, Mike was with us. He freaking – he had the Lions uh, beating the Eagles, and uh, 
the Titans beat the Rams in that Derrick Henry Sunday night. He's saying, no, we'll get to our weekly picks with that. But I wanted to get that in there for our boys. Okay. I like the bold prediction right there. Now, for my crow, I should have never trusted the Atlanta Falcons. I knew in my soul. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> especially. Yeah, yes, that you, could, that you could never trust Atlanta. But I was like, Carolina's been playing horrible. You know, their defense hasn't been as good. And yep. who makes their defense look good? Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan goes yeah. out there and throws, <laughs> and throws some, what, 164 yards. I know he was playing with a hurt hand. That looked extremely painful when he got his hand stepped on. Mm-hmm. But you uh, – I'm eating crow for not trusting my gut and saying you never trust the Atlanta Falcons. No. Not pick them to be the bad Carolina team. Both teams played horrible. Like, it wasn't like it was Carolina came out there and played well and won the game. Like, both teams played bad. It was was a bad bad football. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Carolina just happened to win the game. So, yeah, I'm eating crow for picking the Atlanta Falcons to win the game. What was I thinking? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I was with you. I picked Atlanta also. I, I picked Atlanta too. Mike had uh, Matt Ryan as quarterback that week. That sucks. And, you know, real quickly, speaking about the Falcons, uh, Calvin Ridley walking away from football. You know, we didn't really touch on that. Not that we're going to go too deep into it, but um, very interesting. You know, it seems like a lot more people, players, you know, whoever are working on their mental issues and and things like that. And, again, I'm not sure what's going on with him, but, you know, uh, we all wish him the best and hope that things work out. But uh, that's definitely, I mean, not that Atlanta was going anywhere, but that's certainly a blow for them just football-wise, as we're talking about. So, definitely, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, you wish him the best. Whatever yeah. he's going through, hopefully he can get through it and be back, you know, next year stronger than ever. Or if he has to step away from football, period, just do his best for him. Exactly right. What's best for him? I'm I'm totally with you. So that would be the way to go. Yep. All right. Bragging rights and crow bites, baby. I love it. I love it. Damien, I like that segment there. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. What's uh, not beautiful was my record this week. It was a winning record. However, I finished in third, but who won this week? Nikki won with a 10 and five record. <laughs> Double locked it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. D, you were right behind one game at nine and six. You also double locked. And I also double locked with an eight and seven record, which is just hard to even look at right now. It feels like, I don't know, like the Giants record or something like that, you know. <laughs> I, would, I, I would be thrilled if they won eight. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would take that. Yeah. Oh, I, I love yeah, the I random shots. <laughs> uh, we always got to throw it in there once in a while. So, Nikki, good job. You got it this week. Way Thank to go. You. Way Thank to go. It's that Green Bay game, right? I held strong. That held, yeah, that, that was one the of them. Green I think Bay you had another – uh, you might have had another standalone game. I think the only standalone game I had was New England going to uh, L.A. and winning that game. So I had a little pat on the back of myself with that one. I just thought, yeah, I just thought, um, it, again, that's the thing with uh, with the Chargers. They, I've been, I feel like I'm so repetitive. I say it every week. They can't stop the run, and teams know that. It's going to be a problem for them going forward if they can't fix that because you're running, you're controlling the clock. You're keeping Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler off the field. I mean – that's a recipe for success right there. So, yeah, they got a Brandon Staley head coach. They got to figure something out. So, for sure. there you go. Um, Matt Player Player, let's hit it up, all right? So, it's like the four things that we uh, kind of taken away from the weekend or whatever it may be, and our minds can travel and wander anywhere. So, Damien, where did your mind go this week? 
my first takeaway was that it was very hard to come up with takeaways. Like I feel like this, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, this week, uh, as far as just quality football, it wasn't really there. The fact that the Jets Bengals game was one of the close games that gave us a thrill really wow. shows you how wacky of a week it was. Yeah. Uh, outside of like the backup QBs, this week didn't really give us much to hold on to as football fans. So that's my first takeaway. It was a really just not a rememberable week. That's no. remember, rememberable. Memorable. Yeah, it wasn't really a memorable week. We make up words on the show. It don't matter. We'll just we'll make it up. We'll make it up as we yeah. go along. But yeah, it wasn't the, the the best week as far as making memories for the league. So for me, the first thing is that it was an unremarkable week for the NFL. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't really pretty. You're right. There weren't a lot of games that you were grasping onto. So uh, I'm yeah. with you on that one. Not a great week. Uh, week uh, eight over there. We'll see where week nine brings us. But Nikki, what do you got for your first takeaway? Uh, so my first takeaway in watch what you name your kid. Okay. So the Washington <laughs> kicker, uh, Chris blew it. You blew three and five <laughs> of your field goals. So I'm just saying if my last name is blew it and I'm an athlete, I'm probably changing my name just for that reason. God forbid I blow it. I'll never live it down. So just, again, I harp on this a lot, but you just, you really got to watch your name and profession correlation. <laughs> that is good. Uh, yeah, I know. I remember I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, how unfortunate is that to have that Very last name? I mean, that's just why did they even make that last name? But whatever, they spelled it the way they did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, my first takeaway, I'm giving love to your team, Damien, the Saints, especially their defense. The defense is freaking legit, man. It really is. They cause problems for a lot of teams, especially when they get ramped up for big games like they did over the weekend. I know that Tampa ended up scoring 26, but they're usually scoring around like 40, you know, so they did a hell of a job. I'm, you know, again, I, I wasn't big on the Saints in the beginning of the year. I didn't have them in the playoffs. And right now they look like they could be a playoff team. Um, we'll see what happens with their offense and everything. No Mike Thomas, you know, that's unfortunate that he's not coming back. So yeah, they could have should have grabbed OBJ, but Again, another story. But, yeah, uh, my, my takeaway is I'm very impressed by the Saints' defense especially. So uh, doing a hell of a job over there. I know you love your boy Marshawn Lattimore, so uh, he's holding up his end of the bargain. Yeah, now nah, Marshawn Lattimore has been awesome this year. I think yeah. he's been the best corner in the league. I know Diggs is going to get the headlines because all interceptions, but I think Lattimore has been the best shutdown corner in the league this year. It's been phenomenal. The rookie, Paulson Adebo, we got in the third round who's been able to come in and start right away and play pretty much all the downs, playing like 98% on defense. Uh, so wow. you got to love that. That's, I think, what really has set this defense up. We have some older players along with the younger players. Like you mentioned, yeah. Martin Jenkins, Demario Davis being a little older, Cam Jordan being a little older. Our young guys like Davenport, Adebo. Uh, we have Paul Alexander finally being healthy for a season. Hopefully that yeah. continues along yeah. with uh, Werner, a uh, rookie linebacker as well. It's a really solid defense, and that defense is really what is – it makes me not as sad for the injury to Jameis because I think that defense can carry us. Mm-hmm. Suck, it sucks for Jameis personally. Like, you feel bad for him because you could tell people's uh, – teammates love him. You could tell from the reaction. Yeah, yeah. They really, they really do like Jameis. And uh, him dancing in the locker room on one leg was hilarious. I know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a love hate thing with Jameis. Like you're like, I love the fact that you're there for your teammates, but let's not hurt the other leg. Why? Yeah, right. Don't pull a horse once, you know. Come on. Yeah, what's yeah, that? But 
but yeah, I appreciate the shout out on defense. The defense for sure, they deserve it, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so what's your take? What's your second takeaway? Second takeaway, Carson Wentz. What? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> those those two interceptions might have been two of the worst interceptions I've seen. The first wow. one, wow. like. I don't understand what he was trying to even accomplish on the first one. The second one, everyone makes a bad read, forces a ball. That was a really bad read. It was a really bad forced throw. But that happens to all quarterbacks. The first one, he does this like once a week where he's about to get sacked and like tries to push the ball out and do like a little shovel pass to somebody and throws it straight to a linebacker or straight to a defensive end. Like, what are you doing, Carson? And he played so well up to that point. Like he was playing a really good game before yeah. that and then just yeah. panicked. And Nikki said in our group chat, he just for some reason just malfunctions. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. he can't work. For real. Like it just like somebody took the battery out for one second. Yeah, he just like goes crazy and then they put the battery back in. He doesn't know what happened. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny. Really, I like that. That's good. It's really weird what happened with Carson Wentz, and he did great for me in fantasy. Like I started him on fantasy team. Like I said, he played great for most of the game. Yeah. But then just has those moments where you're like, "What just happened? How'd you do that?" And I yeah. know Chris is still watching. He was very upset when he saw uh, the interception at the end of the game where he had two open receivers right there in front of him and decided right to there. Yeah, and decided to force right the triple there. coverage. Right. Uh, so, yeah, he just has those moments where he malfunctions, and I don't know why that is, especially if there's no pressure. Yeah, like, the I, pressure I, I get, but if there's no pressure there, why are you forcing it? It just doesn't well, make sense. It, it doesn't. I feel like maybe he does panic in, in those, you know, in those certain moments, you know. Yeah, I know that pissed you off, Chris. It pissed me off, too, because, you know, I'm one of them closet cult fans, you know, or maybe yeah. not. Maybe I'm out of the closet with the cults, you know, to be honest. You know, I, I, I'm definitely a fan of that team. I I do root for Carson Wentz. You know, I hope he gets his stuff together. And, uh, yeah, I know that the, the interception, which ended up losing the game, um, he was expecting the receiver to cross over. But, again, like you said, it was triple coverage. And the other one, you're in the end zone. You're throwing the ball with your left hand. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, man. It's not like you're a rookie. Come on. I mean, get it together. Yeah. So, I'm with you, man. That That's good right there. I'm with you. Uh, Nick, how about your second one? Um, so speaking of Justin Herbert, I want to know what you guys think. Um, does the NFL, like as the league as a whole, are they catching on and they have this blueprint to stop him? Or was this just straight up Bill Belichick? Was this the Patriots figured him out? Because, I mean, he completed what? 50, I don't even think he got over 50%, maybe 52% yeah. of his passes. So um, that's one of my takeaways. I don't know if this is like a Bill Belichick figured him out or is the league catching on to Justin Herbert? Well, I think the real quick, what happened, uh, they took away Mike Williams. That was their number one thing. They did not want him to be a part of the game. They took him right away. You know, Keenan Allen got some of his, but he didn't have a big game. Um, I think Nikki, to answer your question, it was Bill Belichick. And that's the reason why I picked him. I didn't pick uh, New England to go there because they're a more talented team than the Chargers. They're a more well-coached team, and they're ready for their opponent's biggest strength. So I would say Belichick, D. Yeah, I think it's Belichick and also the Ravens defense. I think they ran into two really, really good defenses and really well-coached teams back-to-back. And I'm not saying that they're not well-coached, but they do have a rookie head coach. So when yeah. they go against the veteran coaches like a John Harbaugh, like a Bill Belichick, 
he's going to get out coaching those games. There's no shame to him. It's just what's going to happen in those veteran matchups. So I don't think the league is caught up. I think they ran the two very good, very well coached teams. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. We're, we're not working groups over there. Um, my second one I'll make pretty quick. Um, I think that when you go AFC and NFC, who are the most complete teams? I just want to know if you guys agree or not. I think in the AFC, I would say that Buffalo is probably the most complete team, even going to special teams. And in the NFC, there's a big argument that can be made for a lot of teams, but I do believe that the LA Rams are the most complete team, not just because they just got Von Miller, but because they're good all around. Even the, even their special teams are good. So, uh, Nikki, I don't know. I, you you probably agree with the Rams, or maybe I'm wrong. But what do you think? I think the Bills in the AFC and the Rams in the NFC seem to be the most complete teams in their respective conferences. Yeah, Conference. I think you could say that. I think you're right, the Rams. I say. I know the Saints just lost their quarterback, but I still think they're a pretty damn complete team. Um, so is Tampa yeah. Bay for the most part. But yeah, if I had to give it to I, I would say the Rams. I'd say the Rams out of the whole league. Out of the whole league, how about how about the Bills in the AFC? Do you think there's a team above them right now? Um, who would I put above? No, probably not. I mean, something's wrong, Kansas City. Like, oh, forget about them. No, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, you know, in the beginning of the season, we're like, oh, okay, you know, this is, but something is is definitely wrong with them. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. I don't know, D. What do you think about that? Uh, the Rams are definitely in the conversation of most complete. Dallas is in that conversation. The fact yeah. that. They were able to win with their backup quarterback and their defense oh. shut down. That was actually my next takeaway. Dallas is oh, okay. In the, yeah, in the conversation for most complete team. All right. Look at the, what they were able to do against Minnesota. Minnesota has a good offense, right? Kirk Cousins. I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, but he's been playing well. And yeah. the fact that they were able to shut him down and shut down Dalvin Cook and come through for their backup quarterback, and they have a backup who can do some things like he's not of course he's not Dak but he could do some things and they can win games with him as you know so they could take their time with Dak coming back as well because that division so we talked about Tennessee still being able to win their division Dallas they have no worries with the rest of that division at all so they can have they can take their time make sure Dak is fully healthy yeah and when he comes back they have a complete squad that's really ready to contend as much as it hurts Dallas is going to be a real threat this year Without a doubt. And I think they should rest stack against Denver. If they did it against Minnesota, I said, give them another week. You know, what's the big deal? They got the division on lockdown. I know they're trying to fight for the number one seed. And Nikki, I'm just going to jump ahead because he was on Dallas. And I know you hate to hear this, but I got to tell you, Micah Parsons, forget about defensive rookie of the year. He might be the defensive player of the year. This guy, defensive end. Mm -hmm linebacker, middle linebacker, outside. The guy could play corner. He is a tackling machine wherever the ball is. You can guarantee that number 11 is going to be right there. I am overly impressed with him. Yeah, he was everywhere. Uh, Outside of the first game, and he's playing middle linebacker the first game against Tom Brady. So, of course, Tom Brady's going to win that mental matchup. He's literally been in the league as long as this guy has been alive. (laughs) <laughs> so, of course, he's going to be able to beat him there because he's seen everything. But like you said, when they move him around, he's oh. every, like I feel like every play, it was Michael Parsons makes the tackle. Yep. Michael Parsons almost gets this interception. He was everywhere. So I definitely mm-hmm. agree with you. He should be in the defensive player of the year conversation, not just defensive rookie of the year. Yes. He is phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's I'm I'm blown away. Like we all picked him for defensive rookie of the year, but Nicky, yeah. I mean, he's really making a case. Like I'm the best freaking defensive player on the field every game. No, he is. Uh, listen, I agree with you guys. I I can take my uh, fandom out of it a little bit, I guess. But he no, he's a, he a phenomenal player. I think any team would be happy to have him. It is unfortunate that he is a cowboy. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, listen, I, like I said, if they win the Super Bowl, I will eat crow, but until they actually follow through, you're just doing what you do, Dallas, you are having mm-hmm. a good season and probably going to blow it in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's how it works out usually, but could be a different year. We'll see. Hey, I just want to thank uh, my pops over here saying, uh, you know, we compliment each other and, uh, yeah, of course oh, we should yeah. be millionaires on our own show. Yeah. yeah there's no doubt be. about it. We should. So <laughs> if you can help pops. us out. Appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll take that. No question. Uh, So, yeah, I jumped ahead to my third one. Uh, So, uh, Nikki, what do you got for your third? Um, Am I my third? My second? Oh, yeah, my third. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought up, like, the most complete team because it plays off of my next one, which I think that the most entertaining divisions right now are the AFC North and the AFC West. I feel like everything else is, like, kind of wrapped up but I feel like the north like (laughs) it's every year right so Cincinnati just loses to the Jets Cleveland is looking a little like middle of the road okay here comes Pittsburgh like making Mm. you know we all have them like you know oh that's it they're not going to do anything you know the Ravens always a contender I just really like to watch that division especially now that since he's part of the conversation so I think if you had to give me a most entertaining division I'd go them or AFC West. I could take that. Yeah, you're talking about a lot of good quarterbacks also, which helps yeah. out a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that, D. I'm with it all the way. I dig it. Yeah, Excellent. it's surprising, too, because we thought for sure the NFC West yeah. the division yeah. that would be the one like this. But the AFC North, Pittsburgh somehow keeps winning. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're <laughs> – like, I, like, I do not think they're good. But somehow they keep winning. Uh, you got to give a shout-out to Mike Tomlin. And what yeah. a first conference. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. That was my next takeaway. I love oh, the denial <laughs> about going to coaching college. I love how strong he came with it. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. Because usually people would be like, they don't want to offend whatever college it is or whatever job it is. He's like, no, I have one of the best jobs in pro sports, which right? Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh's had, what, three coaches over the past 50 years or something crazy I, like yeah, that? Absolutely. <laughs> like, they don't – It's and it's crazy to think – Mike Tomlin has been there as long as Bill Cowher was. Yeah. I know. Was it 13 years already? 14 years? Yeah. 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 It's been that long already. It's crazy. So why would he want to leave a situation where he has that much job security? Where he knows if he has a couple of bad years, they won't just get rid of him like that. No. And he hasn't had a bad year yet. He hasn't gone under 500 yet. That's right. Why would he do that? I understand Carson Palmer being a USC guy, throwing a name out there. I'm not mad at him for that because he's like, oh, you know, let me just throw the name out there, see what happens, see if it sticks, right? But yeah. Mike Tomlin has the right to be like, yo, y'all not asking Sean Payton this, y'all not asking Andy Reid this, the, older, the yeah. other coaches that are on my level, you're not asking these guys about college jobs. I'm not going to take a college job. I'm oh, a, no. one of the best coaches in the NFL. Why would yeah, I do that? Exactly right. So, exactly. so yeah, I'm, yeah, I think I'm with down. Mike Tomlin. I love it. Yeah, deal with all the recruiting nonsense. And, yeah, when that man's eyes get wide open like that, you know he is telling the truth and he means business over there. So you you know how much I love Mike Tomlin. He's my favorite coach in the NFL. I absolutely love the guy. And he'll get a quarterback eventually. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe Aaron Rodgers next year. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, 
All right. So D, that was yours. Nikki. Uh, oh, let me give uh, let me give my fourth. Um, well, let, let me wrap it into two. I'll make it real quick. I already talked about Bill Belichick and he, he's just a genius. He did an amazing job Sunday. So I wanted to take that away. But also Mike Patton alluded to it earlier in our show over here in the comment section. Debo Samuel is freaking amazing. The guy. Yes, he does drop passes. I'm not going to lie. He will drop passes once in a while. That does happen. But when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a running back. And now he's learning to run the route tree, which he didn't do last year. He did a lot of end arounds. He would do a lot of button hooks. Um, he wouldn't really try to beat you over the top. But now he's doing everything. And honestly, he is the sole reason why the 49ers even have three wins at this point in the season. So Debo is just – he, he could be an all-pro this year, Damian. That's the way he's playing. Yeah, no, nah, Debo's a monster – I wonder why it's not rubbing off on Brandon Ayuk, though. Like, uh, why is that not <laughs> rubbing off? We're all wondering, man. We're yeah, all trying like, to figure What's it out. going on there? Because he's a guy, when y'all drafted him out of the ASU, you know, I live literally 20 minutes away from ASU. I'm like, okay, I like this pick right here. I like this a lot. You know, I don't watch college football a lot, but I've seen some of those games just, you know, you in a bar. He did okay and- last year. He was, he was looking like he was going to be an ascending player last year. Yeah. He but- did. He did. And he was doing some Debo Samuel things. Right. So I was wondering if there was going to be like a turn of the switch there, but it wasn't. But Debo, man, you um, Nikki talked about living up to your name. He lives up to his name. Ooh. He Debo's people out of the way when he has the ball. Like, yes. so I love his run style. He is a wide receiver, but once he gets the ball, he becomes a running back. And I love that sure about him. Does. So yeah, all the praise goes to him, man. He's a beast. No doubt. He is an absolute beast. And I love having him on our team. And I definitely got to get his jersey. There's no question. Love it. Uh, yeah, I got all mine through. Did we have another? Uh, Nikki, did you have another one? I do. Actually, it's for Good. you, Jay. I want to know, with the 49ers, at this point in the season, is the best bet for the Niners, if Jimmy G is healthy, you roll with him, and Trey Lance needs to sit and learn a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm still rolling with Jimmy G. I okay. am. I am. I, I don't think Trey Lance is, is ready. Right, I really yeah. don't. And um, Jimmy, look, Jimmy G's not the greatest quarterback in the world. We know that. But he can run the offense. And if, you know, you guys read my article, um, I think a lot of this falls on Kyle Shanahan and his play calling. So I think that's affecting um, what Garoppolo and the entire offense is doing. So, yeah, to answer your question, I would definitely stick with Jimmy G right now. He knows the offense, and we know Trey Lance is the future. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, even though Damian thinks that we're going to get there. And I hope that he's right about that. But, um, yeah, Trey Lance is the future, Jimmy G right now, and then we'll see what happens afterward. Yeah, I might have to eat crow on that in a couple of weeks if, <laughs> if, things <laughs> if things don't go right. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, though. Jimmy G, we've seen what Trey Lance is. We see the talent, but we know it's a, a, a long time where the talent hasn't met up with, like, knowing how to play the position yet. So I think yeah, you yeah. have to wait for those two things to merge. And maybe that happens in the offseason where he gets those right. more training more time in the system. But calling out Kyle Shanahan is something that I've been waiting for people to do. I'm glad you did in your article because he's got the, like this tag of a genius, of this great head coach, and he yeah. hasn't really lived up to that, really. I understand yeah. he's had a lot of injuries, right? And that's not on him. He yeah. can't control that. Right. But it seems like he's living off a reputation that he hasn't really earned. He has some good seasons offensively, but 
he's really living out that reputation. Like people don't really question him like that. And the offense is struggling. It's like, aren't you supposed to be the offensive genius guy? Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. And you, your article is great as well. Check out all three of our articles on the third and three podcast.com. Yes. But yeah, and more are coming right there. Professional plug. Professional <laughs> plug, shameless plug. We love it. We're allowed to plug our products. Why not? Damn right. Damn right. For it. So, yeah. <laughs> more articles are coming. You'll see our weekly picks, our podcast. Everything's going to be on this. So we're going to have a lot of fun, and we want you guys to be part of it. It's 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 great. And Nikki did an unbelievable job behind the scenes getting this thing going. So shout out to you, girl. Way to go. Oh, thank you. Thank you so Way much. Absolutely. Uh, and – so for my fourth takeaway, it's not really from the week. It, it came to me today. So we got the news today about Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be able to return for the Saints. He had a setback coming back from ankle surgery. And I think Jay would really appreciate this. This injury for Michael Thomas made me appreciate Jerry Rice more. And a lot of people are like, how did you come together with that? The reason it came to mind for me was that Michael Thomas, during the first four years of his career, was on a trajectory to be like a Jerry Rice. Like he was putting up those yeah. types of numbers his first four years. That's yeah. why he got the huge contract, the five years, $100 million, $61 million guaranteed. He definitely earned it. But then last year he was dealing with the ankle injury and also drama with the team, only played in seven games. This year is going to miss the whole season. And it makes me think of Jerry Rice because Jerry Rice did that with those numbers and continued it for – 18, 19 years of just being that good, that consistent, and that healthy in an right. era where it was more physical, where if you went across the middle, you can get just mollywhopped by somebody. Right. And he wasn't that. a big guy. He wasn't a big guy at all. Exactly. He was, what, six foot, 210 yeah. maybe? Like yeah. He wasn't a huge guy. And for him to be able to do that throughout his whole career at that consistency, at that level, that long is crazy and i think that when we talk about the goats we don't bring up jerry rice enough when it comes to being the greatest of all time we say we just kind of brush it off oh he's the greatest receiver and we kind of brush it to the side uh-huh. like he should be brought up more when it comes to like greatest athlete of all time period yeah he should be brought up yeah. more because to do what he did over that period of time we are all applauding tom brady right now for being this good at 44 but he's not running anywhere jerry That's rice was still doing this at 40 running around and running away from people. It's yeah. amazing that he was able to do that. And Michael Thomas's, you know, injury and lack of production these last two years made me really think, look at it like, dang, he was on, you know, the track to be a Hall of Famer. And now it's kind of just stalled out. Hopefully he comes back next year better than ever and we get back to Michael Thomas being great. But the fact that Jerry Rice never had this type of moment where it stalled out for him, it seems like every other wide receiver does just makes you appreciate yep. him more. So I just wanted to shout him out. He's already, you know, got all the applause in the world, but I just think he should be brought up in the greatest athlete of all time conversation more often. No doubt. And I, and I really appreciate that. And you said you, the number one thing he was able to remain healthy. I mean, that workout regimen that he had, the Jerry Rice Hill, I mean, you know, that's obviously yeah. famous and, you know, people forget, you know, they thought once he left San Francisco that his career would be over, but no, he was the leading wide receiver next to Tim Brown on the Raiders who went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah. he still had a lot left in the tank, you know, going from the 84 season all the way to the 2000. So I like that D I appreciate that right there. Excellent stuff. The knowledge is running deep on this show. It always does. And you know where we're about to go. So let's do it. This is my recital. 
I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's the place. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. My <laughs> oh, man D got the best moves in the business, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a loose neck. It makes it easy to do the moves. <laughs> but this is Nikki's song right here, introducing, of course, every week, knowledge with Nikki. Uh-huh. Never know what she's gonna throw at us. We are as ready as we can possibly be, but we love it. One of our favorite segments and the song to go along with it. So here we go. Who will take the win this week? Nikki, what Let's are say, we talking about? Jay got a few in a row, man. I got to come for you this week, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after you won 50 in a row, yeah, I was about yeah. to get a couple, you know? Because <laughs> we conspire, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yes, you do. You On sneak. the Peloton leaderboard. Yep. You got your yeah. little your pay phones. Little code, I know. Little so I can't track it. No. <laughs> all right. We you got it. Today is um, National Sandwich Day. So... Whoa. Some That's sandwich interesting. Trivia. Sandwich day. All right. Who went first last time? I did not. Okay, I think you did, right? I think I went first, right? Okay. So, yeah, so it's on me. All right. So, I guess you're up, man. <laughs> All right, D. Number one. Who is the sandwich named after? Oh, there was a Mr. or Mrs. Sandwich? Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who is the sandwich named after? I'm gonna say Edwin Sandwich. <laughs> Not quite. Is he right? A for effort. No, no. Jay, take a take a try. I mean, is it is it a sandwich? Per, I mean, is that the name? Um, I feel like I heard this before, but I I really don't know the answer. Um, <laughs> try to get um. It's not. I'm trying to think. Is it like the like? Well, give me the question one more time. Who's the sandwich named after? Yeah. I keep that. Like, was it like a like a Nabisco company? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I actually did know this because uh, no. you guys probably don't know. It was the Ladies of London reality show, which is now going to be Real Housewives of Dubai. But I'm very excited for that. Uh, John Montague, who was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. And if you watch the show, <laughs> anyway, he started a craze because he was eating um, beef between two slices of toast bread. And thus we have the sandwich. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. There's your answer. All right. Oh, I got to make sure I keep score over here if we do get any correct. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, D. Number two. Americans as a whole eat more than how many sandwiches every day? I oh, all of America. Uh, I'm going to say 40 million sandwiches a day. Jay? I mean, I'm just going to try to be logical. There's what like 330 million people i'll i'll say i'll just say 300 million 300 million wait on the dot on the dot whoa, whoa. i didn't see that whoa. one coming 
Holy talk shit. about conspiring. Did yeah. you buy a Peloton, you buy <laughs> a Peloton <laughs> over the weekend, Jay? <laughs> Whoa, that's wow. Okay, uh, that's interesting. I just went with like how many Americans are in the world. I'm like, all right, I'll just say one sandwich. It's for each about person. one for every American. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That was my only logic, man. I didn't yeah, know the answer. Good logic. I can always go for a good sandwich, so I can see why. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody feels that way. Like, I'll take one now. I'm hungry. Yeah, sandwich now <laughs> sounds good. All right, D. Number so three, the most popular sandwich in America is a ham sandwich. But what is the second most popular sandwich in America? Dang, I was gonna guess the the popular one too. Dang. Two <laughs> The first one was what you say, ham and cheese. Is that what you said? Just ham, just ham. Oh, just ham. Okay. So what's the second? Ham and mayo or something. So for Uh, the second, mm -hmm. if it's ham, I'm gonna go peanut butter and jelly. No, Jay. If it's, I gotta. It's gotta be turkey, right? It is not. It is the BLT. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys look really <laughs> disappointed. Like, what? It don't count as a sandwich or something? <laughs> I, I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think it will. BLT is a. I guess. I guess it qualifies, but I think of it more of like a burger. Like you have like, you know, the bacon, lettuce, tomato on a burger. Not. Yeah, yeah, I guess they get away with calling it a sandwich because it's yeah. bread. But yeah, BLT. All right, that's the right yeah. answer. We'll go with it. Listen, take it up with America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what we'll do. <laughs> All right. D, last one for you. How many slices of bread were on Shaggy from Scooby-Doo on his sardine and marshmallow fudge sandwich? That's what it was? Sardine <laughs> yeah. and marshmallow fudge? Correct. That is disgusting. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm going to say there were 12 pieces of bread. Jay? I was going to say 10, and I don't have a clue. Uh, 16. Oh, because I knew you used to stack it like this high. And like yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I wouldn't have, had no idea. I didn't know it was sardine and, what you say again? Yeah. Sardine and marshmallow fudge. That is. Wow. Yeah, you just, if you're going to do fudge, oh. you go s'mores. Don't go oh. sandwich. So when you guys get drunk on the George Washington punch, somebody make a Scooby-Doo sandwich with the 16 slices of bread. No, when we when we hang out, when the next when we see each other and we go to like Airbnb or whatever, we're doing a George Washington punch. Yeah. We're doing oh, yes. a sandwich. Yes. We're playing yeah. Monopoly. We're doing, oh we're do my all. God. The Monopoly, I can't. Jay is going to fling the little houses all Yes, I will. Day. I'll go crazy. That thimble will be lost forever. But we also have to watch about thirty. We have to watch about thirty movies for Nikki. That's something that I don't we have trust to. anybody oh, who still knows where their thimble is. I don't trust anybody. Yeah. Who, <laughs> knows where yeah, who takes the thimble anyway? Like it's the yeah. car or the shoe. I'm usually the shoe. I'm calling the I feel shoe. bad for the thimble. The car, the shoe, or the little panther. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right. I'm not, I just like busting you guys' balls. That's all. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I am competitive. I, I tell the truth. Oh, I gee, am. we couldn't tell. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jay, competitive? What, are you kidding me? <laughs> all right. All right, Jay. Your four questions begin now. Here we go. All right. So speaking of peanut butter and jelly, the mm. average American will have consumed 
how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches by the time they graduate high school? Dang. That's like such a hard question. Um, how many, by the time they graduate high school, how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches will they have consumed? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to do some like quick math over here. Um, if I can still do math. Uh, I'm going to say. Oh, my God. Uh, 7,000. No. D, take a shot. Uh, I'm going to say 3,500. 1,500. Oh, okay. Oh. I probably ate that. Oh, okay. Like I would, have, <laughs> I would have peanut butter and jelly so so much growing up, like so much. Especially when I was playing ball, like I needed a quick snack before the, that was my pregame meal. I didn't want to eat too much, so I get a peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwich. I feel like I would get the energy from the peanut butter. I don't know if it was real; it might have been a, a placebo effect. But I, would, I feel like I would get energy from the, <laughs> from the, the sugar peanut butter and the jelly. That's true. That's probably what it feel came good. from. The sugar and the jelly here. I definitely did not. My brother went through this phase where, like, literally all he ate was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, probably for like really? know, three years. Like, that was it. Like, it was peanut butter and jelly, and that's it. Uh, so, he's probably well I, over. Yeah, for me, it was PBJ and cereal. Like, I could live off of PBJ. Oh, cereal. Silly <laughs> cereal. Uh, I, I used to freaking live off of those hot pockets, man. I would eat that shit like every time, I, any chance I could get. I was eating that crap. What a mess I made yeah. myself. Hot pockets. Yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of hot pockets. Latchkey kid meal for the day, PB and J <laughs> hot pockets. Yes, yes. Maybe maybe right? I run on the oven. It's a future uh in the off season. Our top like snacks when we were kids. Oh definitely. Yeah, right. Yeah. No doubt. I'm into that. Ooh, my pen. Shit. All right, okay, so number number two. How many pounds? Is the record for the largest open face sandwich? How many pounds is the yes. record for the largest open face sandwich? Yes. So when you say open face, does it mean like a sub? Like or... oh, yeah, no the yeah. No okay. bread, no second layer of bread, just open. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So the question just say one more time. Shit. How many pounds is the record for the largest open face sandwich? It's got to be something insane. Um, I don't know. 52 pounds. What'd you say? 52. Oh, uh, no. D? I thought I'm I got it say... right. I first... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 20 pounds. 2,359 pounds. Oh, get the <laughs> hell out of here, man. Holy yeah. So how pork. high did this thing have to go to be that big? It was a pulled I mean, yeah, pork real. sandwich. A pulled pork sandwich? Mm-hmm. Was it good, though? That's the thing. When you make that much, yeah, right? can it actually and be who's good? Mouth the that. pork? Was it, was it cooked properly? Or was it just a bunch <laughs> of meat on the bread? Probably just a bunch of meat. Yeah. Um, somebody... Right? Restaurant named T Bones Roadhouse in Plymouth, Massachusetts. They did it at the New England Food Festival in 2011. So that you know, does sound like a, that sounds like a place that would have good food. T 
T-Bone's Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that. It sounds like I don't have a we're going there. We're trying it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a two thousand pound pulled pork sandwich, please? Would you? Where yeah. did you say it was at? Huh, Nikki? Huh? Where did you say it was at? Where is it? Uh, yeah, it, in Plymouth, Massachusetts. They did it at the New England Food Festival in twenty eleven. Okay, so I'm not gonna visit Boston, but if I'm ever in Massachusetts, you're <laughs> <laughs> going to T Bones. There you go. Hit up T Bones. <laughs> All right. All right. Shoot. All right, Jay, okay. Number- Number three, where go. was this? Where was the sloppy Joe created? Like in what city or? Yes, yeah, so a location. Where was it, Chris? <laughs> um. Where was it? I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard this before. Uh, I, I'll just say Kentucky. No. D? I'm going to say Mississippi. No. Sioux City, Iowa, 1939. A cook named Joe literally put all these ingredients together on two pieces of bread and called it Sloppy Joe. <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay. Didn't expect Sioux City to make an appearance today. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have that. Do you have that on your bingo card? All right, Jay. Last this one. This is the last one. So D can uh, tie me or I can uh, take the victory. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. The United States is considered the origin of at least how many sandwiches? Oh, my God. Oh my god, that's insane. Um oh shit. The United States is the origin of how many different types of sandwiches? Yes. Fifty thousand. D I'm gonna say twenty-five. Sixty. Ah, oh, sixty. <laughs> wow. 60. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sandwich trivia. I wanna see, see that list. Of sixty sandwiches, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like to check what what did we claim over yeah, here? What did we claim? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. And just so you guys know, uh, the America does count hamburgers like as a sandwich. In fact, it's sixty percent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. like if we're in a restaurant when they, um, you know, their sandwich sales, sixty percent of it is burgers. I guess anything um, that I guess would have two pieces of bread or any type is considered. There's a ratio. I have like a meat to bread ratio to be considered a sandwich. Yes, I know all about sandwich now. <laughs> yeah, freaking sandwich yeah. connoisseur over here! My God, I was, like for me, when I think of a sandwich, I was thinking of something that you don't cook. You know what I mean? I was yeah. thinking, uh huh. Yeah, maybe yeah. you heat it. Like for that. me, when I make a ham and cheese, like I might heat up the ham and cheese, but it's not mm. going through the motion of cooking like I would do a burger. But I can see that. I can, I can dig it. All right. I can see it. Okay. Yeah, I want to say, uh, you know, my favorite sandwich is bacon, egg, and cheese on a toasted sesame oh. bagel. Oh. In in New York, New Jersey, oh. there's nothing like it. It's 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 amazing. Down here, forget it. You get a rubber bagel and a freaking flopped over frozen egg. I'm like, get the hell. I ain't eating that shit. So, no, yeah, no. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Excuse no, me. My, I apologize. My All right, Nikki. Sandwich. Oh, favorite sandwich? What is it? Ham, pepper jack cheese, Ooh. some chips, 
Some hot sauce. It's pretty good. Chips <laughs> on the sandwich? I can dig that. Yeah. So, you, what, I what eat them separate. Chips? It could be any type of chips. Like, usually it go like a Lay's or a Pringles. No, what, oh, what flavor? You can so you go with like. Yeah, with Lay's, you can go with the plain. Okay. With the uh, Pringles, I like the pizza flavor ones. Mm. On that sandwich? Yep. <laughs> a little hot sauce. Like, I'll take a bite of the sandwich and then I'll take a chip. It's Wait, weird. And you're complaining about the sardine and marshmallow? <laughs> and you got ham, pepper jack, hot sauce, and pizza Pringle chips all on one sandwich? Ooh. Yeah. Man, that's indigestion <laughs> city. Man, that'll mess you right up. Do not claim that, America. Do not make that. Probably <laughs> on the list. if you're not one of the sixty. Does your <laughs> wife eat that? List. Does she eat that? Does she like no. partake in that? No. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she she doesn't partake in a lot of my my food adventures. <laughs> Wait, so you do other weird combos like that? Are you like the take the fries, dip it in the milkshake person? Or no, no, I don't do fries oh. and milkshake. Uh, like. I'm trying to think of my other like I just do weird sandwiches. Like I try to do different things with sandwiches, but I won't go sardine and fudge. I don't do dessert and <laughs> and regular stuff. But I'll mix up some different ones as far as like the different meats and cheeses and stuff like that, and try to find my right combination. Like I get really creative with sandwiches. Like you, like being a latchkey kid, that's what you do. Like you get really creative <laughs> with sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwich City, baby, bring it on! All right. All right, well, we got to do our freaky fantasy football draft. But before that, we got to tell you who won last week. And that would be the real deal. Damien won last week. None of us did particularly well, but Damien did the best out of the bunch. I didn't expect that at all because I know I didn't do well. (laughs) Yeah, none of us did. None of us did. We didn't have our best days. But uh, you had 72.6. I had 65.3. And Nikki. 54.1. 54.1. So your winning streak comes to an end, unfortunately. Ugh, damn. I guess Sorry. I'll take my crown. Pass yep. it over here, Pass it off. Yep. There you go. Now it's Damien's turn. Yep, there All you right. go. And now it is time to do the draft. <laughs> a little more curved. A little, oh, yes. A little, little more. There you go. <laughs> right, you got to get that right. It's all on the wrist. Uh, oh, look at Chris Lewis talking about Wendy's fries and the frosty is fire. Oh, I can't do wow. it. I've never done that. It, it doesn't to me. It don't go together. I've actually them. never had a Wendy's frosty. Oh, they're good. They're good as hell. <laughs> yeah, you what? can't. You can't go without the Wendy's frosty. You gotta have Wendy's, Wendy's frosty. Real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just go there for that alone. Yeah, that, I that's, feel like that's we should assign each other homework. And Nikki's homework is a Wendy's frosty and watching one of those. Ten thousand movies she needs. Yeah, to exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> want Nikki, actually go to McDonald's, eat like a normal person, and watch a normal movie. Yeah, yes. <laughs> be a normal person. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's see if we're ready for our freaky fantasy football oh, draft. After I'm that, sure we're gonna I have. Hate this segment. I gotta tell you. Yeah, you hate it because you won two weeks in a row, and now she. It's, it's getting tough. <laughs> it is, it is oh, getting tough. That's the point. Tough. We, we still got eight weeks tough. left. Yeah, let's not oh. forget who wanted the tight ends in there. All right, so there you go. <laughs> you reap what you sow. I guess that's what they say. But Damien, you get the first pick. You won last week. You get pick number one. All right. So for pick number one, I'm going to take. Dun, 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 dun. Have I picked the Saints defense yet? Oh boy, here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> My fault, Jay. No, I'm playing with man. I don't care. It's all good. Let me see. Um, yeah, you have. I have. Okay. So let me go with. Boom, 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 boom. Put the uh, little buffers in there, you know, like like the elevator music going until you make your pick. <laughs> I know. But you know what? Give me Mike White against the Colts. Oh my God. Oh, either a crow bite or some serious bragging rights. It's going yeah, there. right. Either yeah. way, we no. already know. Way the other. You already know oh if one goodness. of these is going to be in there. That's true. <laughs> wow. All right. He set himself up for either success or failure coming up. But uh, that's a ballsy move, my friend. Way Ooh. to go. All right. How about that? All right. I I got uh, a lot that I want to pick from over here. I'm gonna go with. Um, you know, I was I was thinking about taking Aaron Rodgers, but he will not be playing against the Chiefs this weekend, so that is out. Um, and Nikki, you saved yourself a little bit late. I know you didn't win, but uh, Dak didn't play, so again, I wasn't trying to get in your head. I think he's playing this week. I'm almost positive that he's going to go against Denver, so I'm going to take instead. I'm going to take Carson Wentz actually against the Jets. That's who I'm taking. I'm going with Wentz. He'll be my quarterback. Oh, you guys are going head to head. On yep. This. Yep. Yeah. Oh. You're going to do it like that. That's how it's going down, Charlie Brown. Yep. Big uh, <laughs> Throw to Pittman. Maybe T.Y. Hilton will stay healthy for more than a half. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Gosh. Nikki, you get two in a row. All right. Um, I don't like Dak against that Denver defense, so I'm going to save yeah. it. Okay. Um. This is going to be really risky, but I'll take Tua against Houston. Ooh, oh, all right. All right. That's, that's, now, that's, a, that's a good – yeah, that's a good pick when you're trying to save quarterbacks. That's really good. I one. am. <laughs> all right. I'll and we know he see. is going to be the quarterback. That is for sure. You know, God willing, you stay healthy. All right, you got another pick, Nick. Um, And I, I will go ahead and take the uh, Saints defense. I haven't taken it. All right. Great pick. Of course, he's been a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got the Saints defense. Now I make a pick. I will go with, since I'm going with Wentz, I'm going to pair him up with Pittman Jr., Michael Pittman Jr. So I'll go with that combo. And D, you get two picks in a row as you got the star of the league, Mike White, Jets quarterback. <laughs> star of the league. <laughs> Uh, hilarious. Um, looking at this here, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with my wide receiver. I'm gonna go with Hunter Renfro. Oh, okay. I, I like that as a sneaky pick right there. That's not bad. Hunter Renfro. I did pick him up on fantasy for a week uh, or two, and I think he did all right. Uh, but Chris is telling us that uh, T.Y. Hilton's going to be out with a concussion, so. That don't help my cause. So maybe Zach Pascal and Mo Alley Cox will step up a little bit. But D, you got another pick. You have Mike White, Hunter Renfro, and who are you going to go with now? Now let me go with. Give me one moment. Make sure I get the right guy. Take your time, man. <laughs> Let 
Boom, boom, boom. So I got a feeling that Green Bay will run the ball a lot. Oh. So, oh, you want to take my boy? Go ahead. Yeah, give me your boy, uh, Aaron Jones. Makes a hell of a lot of sense. They are going to run the ball, that's for sure, and they're going to throw it to him out of the backfield a lot. You, you can expect a lot of checkdowns in this game, so I, I like that pick. <clears throat> I really like that pick. That's good. All right, let's see. I got my quarterback and wide receiver, and I'm going to now take hmm, – I got a couple of running backs that I really like this week. Um, the Titans defense been playing a little bit better. Uh, this is getting so tough. I'm gonna, you know what? I mean, I haven't taken him yet, so I think this is a really good week against the Falcons. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. Good one. Mm. I picked him the one week he didn't play well. You're yeah, right. Out <laughs> yeah. of all of them, unbelievable. Yeah, I didn't Jeez. have a great. I wish I, I picked him out halfway through the week I picked him. I wish I picked oh, him yeah. last, last year when he had the six touchdowns and they robbed him of the seventh. That was bullshit. That oh was yeah, against Minnesota on Christmas. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah. Well, I got Wentz, Pittman Jr., Kamara, Nikki. You now have two picks. You got Tua and the Saints defense. Okay, so <clears throat> let's see. All right, I will take. I'm gonna take Marquise Brown. All right. Yeah, they got. Um... They got Minnesota. Oh, the Vikings. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, write that Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay, <laughs> running back. Um, well, since I'm taking risks, uh, give me Elijah Mitchell. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I like that pick. Hey, I'll be rooting for you over there. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> All right, good deal. All right, let's see. I got my quarterback, wide receiver, and running back, so I need a tight end or a defense right now. And we were talking about Baltimore against that Vikings defense. I'm going to go ahead and take Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Got to be done. D, you got Mike White, Aaron Jones, Hunter Renfro. You need a tight end and a defense. You get it back-to-back to close out your team. Okay. Uh, for my defense, I am taking a risk as well. But give me Miami's defense against Houston. All I right. like that. I don't think that that's – I like that pick. It's not terrible. I like it. I mean, they haven't been playing up to par, but you, if it's going to be against Houston, then, yeah, I, I I can agree there. Not bad. All right. How about tight end? And for the tight end, I'm going to take a risk as well. Give me Hunter Henry against Carolina. Okay. Did Am I wrong? Did something happen to him in the, this past game that he got a little banged up? Let me check. Yeah, let's check this out real quick. Just to make sure. It's better to do that than get text messages and, you know, <laughs> text them back. No, no, I mean you, Nikki. I don't mean you like that. Not at all. Uh, it's, uh, let me see. I think he's playing. Oh, still sh- yeah, he- it's still showing the week eight injury report. So, yeah, if oh. he isn't playing, I guess I'll change it then. Because it's John New Smith is limited, it says. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you're um, thinking of John New. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe I was thinking of John New. Um. Yeah, I don't see an injury report. I get. I, I, all right, you're in the clear. 
But if he happens to get hurt, text messenger will be. All right, so Hunter Henry, he is in. All right, so you got your whole team. You got Mike White, Aaron Jones, Hunter uh, – yeah, Hunter Renfro. Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> shit. How do you say his name? Say it for me. Hunter Renfro. Okay. Yeah, Renfro. Renfro. <laughs> and then Hunter Henry and all these – there's too many Hunters going on and Froze and stuff like that. I don't know what the hell is happening right now. We're, and my this week. We're hunting our prey this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy man. Oh my God. All right. So I got Wentz Pittman Jr. to go along with him. Alvin Kamara, Mark Andrews. I love my team so far. Who's my defense? Um man, you took New Orleans and Nikki. I like that. That's a good pick. Uh I'll take the Cowboys defense against the Broncos. That's where I'm gonna go. All right, Nikki, you got Tua, my boy Elijah Mitchell, Hollywood Brown, New Orleans defense. And now we need a tight end. We need a tight end. Oh, I guess give me uh, Mike Gusecki. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, and All he's right. a hell of a player. Let's yeah, do it. Ahead. Hey, you got two in there. Go along with Gusecki. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right, so we got the freaky fantasy football oh. draft is in. The anxiety. We shall see what happens. All right. We got two more segments left for you guys. We got our top prop bets where we're going to roll through right now, and then we're going to tell you who's going to win week nine, or at least we think we're going to tell you who's going to win week nine. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go over that. So top prop bets. Here we go. Um, You know what? I'm going to start it off over here. Uh, The Vikings, I'm not really high on in this game. I don't exactly think they're going to win, but – I think that they're going to actually cover the spread. Uh, It's five and a half points. So I'm going to take the Vikings covering five and a half points. They're getting five and a half. So I think that they'll cover the spread. So that'll be my first one. What do you got, Nick? Um, So I like the Saints to cover the spread uh, at five and a half because I think they will win by 10. So. All right. All right. It's giving away a little bit right there. Not bad. All right. I'll take it. All right, D, what do you got? Uh, I got the Raiders. Sorry, she just gave my team love. And I got <laughs> her team. <laughs> so, but, uh, the Raiders only favored by three. I think they went by more than that against the Giants. Mm. That's okay. I, I have that one too. Games in New York. My right? number two, I have the same one. I would take that in a heartbeat. I would have took that yesterday when it was at two and a half, but yeah. I'm with you there. All right. Well, a lot of people would have taken ten and a half from Kansas City was favored at home against the Giants. But, well, we saw what happened. All right. Hey, well, we that, just, I remember I said that was one of the, I guess that could be one of my bragging rights. I said that was going to be yeah. within 10. You did say that. Yep. That's right. Yep. And <laughs> it's bragging right, Colin, baby. No doubt. No doubt. All right. I'm going to give you a big one right now. You ready? Here we go. So the Buffalo Bills, they are hosting again. Oh, my God. Where is it? Why did I go so big on this game? Where are my Bills at? Isn't it like 14 or something, this spread? It yeah. is. They're playing the Jaguars. That's why. Okay. Yeah, 14 and a half. But here's where I'm going. Stefan Diggs is going to have 200-plus receiving yards this game. That's what I'm talking about. 200-plus receiving yards for Stefan Diggs. I will brag about it next week. Thank you very much. <laughs> nah, if he doesn't, right. he definitely had a right to. Uh, he's oh, yeah. Due for, he's due for a huge game. He hasn't really had that blowout game yet that we're no. used to Stefan no. Diggs having. So he's definitely he's consistent. But not blowout. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. if you can do it, do it against Jacksonville. Get that crap going. All right. Nikki, what's the next? What do you got? 
Well, I piggyback on the Giants Raiders, so um, I'll give you another one. Um, what do I have here? Oh, Denver, Dallas total points are 50. But I'm going to back the under. I know Dallas has a top-rated offense, but Denver has a second-rated defense in the league. Yeah, and oh. Dallas has a very good defense, too. You know, go under 50 on that one. I like that. I like that bet. I would take that. Uh, as, yeah. as a matter of fact, I might bet that. <laughs> 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 Ring, ring. Get it going. Yeah. I like that. That's not bad. All right. I didn't realize that was your third. I apologize. All right, Damien, let's hear your next one. Uh, so there's a special prop bet that Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb both each get 60-plus receiving yards. Hmm. Uh, and against the Denver defense, that can be a little shaky, but I think because of the offense, the way they roll, they'll both get 60-plus. So I'm rolling with that one. It's an interesting bet, 60-plus free. Yeah, I mean, that can happen on two plays for each of them. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bit. All right, I like that one. Very cool. All right, I got to check out some of these interesting prop bets they got going on. Uh, The Rams are favored seven and a half over the Titans. We know the Titans are now definitely depleted. I understand what's going on over there. The game is in L.A., but I do not believe the Rams are going to win by more than a touchdown. That might win by a touchdown, but the spread is seven and a half. So I'm going to say that the Rams do not cover and they win by less than a touchdown. So I'll keep that one in the memory bank over there. Um, We'll go back to D and then we'll go to Nikki. All right. So the over under for Patriots Panthers is set at 41, which Mm -hmm. is pretty low. But I can see this being a very low scoring game. I can see the Patriots just shutting down the Panthers, honestly. Um, so I'm going to go under. I think the Patriots score, but I think the Panthers don't score that much at all. So I'm going to go under 41 for that one. Yeah, this that could be, that's interesting. It could be it's like a 28-3 to game. I got to see what final score I put down. But, yeah. yeah, that's good thinking right there. I like that. You know, two tough defenses, especially Belichick, you know. I mean, if he could do what he did to the Chargers, then, you know, imagine what he could do to Carolina. So I like that. All right. Nikki, what's your last one? My last one, I do like the Steelers to cover at six and a half. Um, the bears, they've lost three in a row and they have failed to cover for the last three games as well. So I guess yeah. I could see it now. Just TJ Watt, you know, and uh, just getting after him and Cam Hayward, you know, up the middle. Yeah. This, this could be a big, big time problem for the bears. Are, are the Mannings doing this game? I think I so. I think so. Did you guys see Peyton eat that chick- piece of chicken? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my God. Wow! Hey, it was halftime. He didn't have that much time. He had to. He had to devour. He, <laughs> he, he was soaring through that. Hold it! He just demolished that piece of chicken. Like reminded me of myself. Like after I work out and before we jump on here, and just like quickly like shoving something in your mouth. <laughs> Love it! Oh man, those oh, guys are hilarious. They're getting they're getting even better with it. Like it's really good. It is getting better. There's no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Eli's coming out of his shell. Uh, my last one, let me give it to you. Uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland divisional matchup, which we thought may have been like kind of flip-flopped a little bit, like Cleveland would be the one on top, but no, it's Cincy the one on top, even coming after a bad loss. The over-under is 46-and-a-half. We know that Cleveland likes to run the ball, so that'll take time off the clock. Um, they're not playing fantastic on defense, I understand that, um, but I think that Cincinnati's also going to try to run the ball uh, Cleveland's got a lot of players out, like Conklin is out of the game also on the offensive line. So Chubb may have a problem here and there. I'm going under 46 and a half points on Cincy and Cleveland. So 
we'll find out what your guys' final score is with that and see if you do agree with me or not. No, that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, for my last one, I don't understand why the Chargers are only two and a half uh, favored over Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, we you know we mentioned coming off the big win against Detroit, but it's Detroit. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Chargers are coming off two straight losses, so this is setting up for like the odds makers being fooled or even betters being fooled yeah. by what just happened because Philadelphia's riding high, Chargers coming off two straight losses. So I think that's an easy bet, two and a half for the Chargers over Philadelphia. Yeah, they like to go with that motivation factor over there. I know that you know the game is um. It's in Philly, I think, the game, right? Yeah, it's in Philly. It's in Philly. But I, I don't think that matters so much. You know, the, the Chargers are desperate. They play, they play on a, Chargers play on the road every week. Like, even yeah, when they're home, <laughs> they're playing right. on the road. Like, it's not right. something that bothers them yeah. at all. It ain't going to bother them. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so we all got our four in? Yes, sir. All right, so we'll see what happens this upcoming Sunday. Well, starting tomorrow night with the Thursday night game, which is – the New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about that a little bit. I got a lot of Colts on my team right now. So obviously, you know, I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. And I know it may sound a little bit crazy, but there's no way the Jets are going to win another game in a row. So I'm going to actually lock this one in. I'm locking in the Colts. D, what do you got? Oh, yeah. By the way, the final score, I'm sorry. 31-15. Okay. Not going to lie to you, this is probably the first time all year I'm not comfortable locking against the Jets. Ah, <laughs> all right. But I do have the Colts winning. I'm going to go Colts 30, Jets 21, but I'm not going to lock it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I understand. Thursday night game, Nikki, uh, the road team usually doesn't do so well. That's another big reason why I like Indianapolis. What do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, uh, I just – I just can't pick the Jets. Uh, so I'm just going to roll with Indy. Indy 27, Jets 17. But I do think – I don't think Carson Wentz is going to malfunction. Like, I don't think he's going to make the same mistakes twice, especially against the Jets. So Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they – you know, for their sake, they may not have to. Might be enough uh, up in the fourth quarter in order for that to happen. We'll see. All right, the next game going in order, it Damian Saints over here with – Trevor Simeon, Kamara, that great defense. They're hosting the Falcons. Damien, what goes on over here? You don't have to ask me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Falcons. You know, it's you know, yeah, gonna, you know, we're gonna hold up the Falcon, just smack it around, throw it to the side. <laughs> and the Saints will win this game. I'm gonna go Saints 24, Falcons 10. 24-10. No lock, though? Lock it in. Lock, lock it in. in. All right, he is locking Lock it in. <laughs> lock it up. Lock it up. All right, Nikki, do you agree? I do agree. No quarterback, no problem for the Saints. At the Saints 23, Atlanta 13, and I'm locking this in as well. She's locking it as well. Okay, I am absolutely going with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I have other games that I would prefer to lock, so I'm not going to lock this one, but I think they win comfortably. 25 to 16 New Orleans Saints over those Atlanta Falcons who just are abysmal. Anyway, we talked about the Broncos and the Cowboys game. The Broncos going to Dallas. And uh, we'll see if Dak Prescott is going to be in the lineup. It looks like he probably will be, Damian. So what do you think happens? Even if it's not Dak, I still got Dallas winning. I just don't trust Denver at all. Like, 
I think me and Nikki both said it last week, them playing against Washington was our last time picking them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going, to, I'm going to stick to that. And I got Dallas winning this one. I'm going to go Dallas 28, Denver 19. Clink, okay. clink, lock it in. All right. Locking that one in too. Excellent. All right. Just a little of it, you know, if God forbid Dak doesn't play and Cooper Rush decides to malfunction or whatever, I'm afraid to lock it in, but I'm definitely taking Dallas. 23 to 13, Nikki. What are you going to do? Uh, yep, I have the Cowboys 24, Denver 17. I'm also locking this in because look at you too. Yeah, I know the conspiracy. <laughs> it's, this is okay. it's okay to have a conspiracy here, no problem with that. All right, so we're all on Dallas. Both of you locked it up. Let's go to our next game, which is the Patriots at the Carolina Panthers. So, Nikki, you got first crack at it. Um, yeah, I think Mac Jones, just like as an aside, I think he's turned into like a pretty efficient quarterback, but, uh, Mm -hmm. going New England 24, Carolina 20. All right. All right. Damien, what are you going to do over here as the Patriots visit the Panthers? Yeah, I got to go with the Patriots as well. I was looking through the schedule, like, should I use my third lock already? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I believe in the Patriots that much. So lock it in. All right. Patriots over the Panthers. Uh, Patriots 28, Panthers 16. Damien, I'm with you, man. I don't see any way at all that Bill Belichick allows his team to lose to the freaking Carolina Panthers. I am locking it in as well, no doubt. It'll be a 24 to 13 game. Give me the Patriots. On to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next. All right. We got the Vikings at the Ravens. Talked about this game a little bit. Nikki. Got to go to you first because it's a Ravens slash Giants household. What yeah, going on here? <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, Ravens are rested. I think they're pissed getting blown out, uh, you know, since he's blowing them out. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson just might end up being a little too much for the Minnesota defense. So I'm going to go Ravens 30, Minnesota 26. Okay. So looking at a close game over there, according to Nikki Damien, what do you think? I got to go to Baltimore. I don't know if you guys remember. I said, this is the week that the Minnesota Vikings fall apart. Yes. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So I said weeks nine through 12. So I got to stick to that. <laughs> so I got uh, Baltimore winning this game. I'm going to say Baltimore 27, Minnesota 14. Yeah. I think both. Look, I, it, Honestly, I would not be shocked if the Vikings end up winning this game with Dalvin Cook rushing the ball and them controlling it for 36, 37 minutes out of the game. That's very possible. It could happen if Lamar isn't having a good day passing or if they can't run the ball. But I see all those good things happening for Baltimore. Um, I'm with the Ravens, and I think I do think they win comfortably 34-20. to 20. I'm not locking it in, but I do like Baltimore in that game. So I'm with you guys on that. Let's hit up our next one, divisional matchup, the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. I know that the Browns are a little bit banged up. I said like on their offensive line as well. Um, And I I went under with this game. There's no doubt about it, but I think maybe because the game is in Cincinnati that they actually do pull it off. I'm going to go 20 to 17 Cincinnati Bengals. What do you got, Dick? Yeah, I like Cincinnati as well. I do think it's going to be a good game. Give me Cincinnati 24, Cleveland 17. All right. Nikki, is it a trifecta? It is. 
Now, I have this game a lot closer, uh, but I think Jamar Chase is going to catch the winning touchdown. But I have Cincinnati 29, Cleveland 28. Ooh, okay. All right. That might be a game I want to watch. Okay, let's see what happens there. Very, very interesting, my friend. All right, on to the next one we go. The Bills going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Oh, I feel so sorry for Jacksonville. Well, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't really give a shit. So there's my luck. Bills, 34-16 over Jacksonville. Take it to the bank, Ding. Yeah, I definitely see why you would do that. But I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. No! Stop. It's a joke. Yeah, thank you. All right, I was gonna say, (laughs) if the fools come late over here, man, Mike White taking a jacket. I'm taking taking Buffalo. I already used my three locks though, so I can't lock them in, but I'm taking Buffalo, uh, let's say 37 to 13. We'll consider it a fourth lock because they're gonna get the (laughs) shit out of them. You're right, Nikki. You agree? Um, or you I can agree. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I'm locking it in. I have the same score as you, Jay, 34-16. Oh, how about that? Look at that. Great minds do think alike. It is a beautiful thing. And you don't right. even need a Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> right? How about that? Telekinesis or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. <laughs> Tel- telepathy. I don't know. I got to study all that crap. Anyway, on to the next game. We go to... The Texans, geez. I don't even know how they scored 22 points last week. That was the weirdest thing. It was like 38-3 or whatever it was, and yeah, all of a sudden they, they got almost, 22 points. <laughs> but they, they almost ruined the spread. Yep, they yeah. almost screwed the whole <laughs> damn thing up. I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like, stop, stop. Oh, finally they did. Anyway, Texans go to Miami, where I'm at, to play the Dolphins. This is not going to be an exciting game. This is the game where – Deshaun Watson will be sitting on the other bench and, you know, for the Houston Texans where he could have been maybe playing for the Miami Dolphins, but all for not, even though all said and done, I like Miami in a really close game. 1916, Nikki, what do you got? Ah, the same score, Jay. Whoa, again. Houston 16. And if I had to vote for ugliest game of the week, it's going to be this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be, you know what? And it's probably going to be like thunderstorm, rain all over the place, <laughs> sloppy field, just to make it even worse. You yeah, know, it's just going to be terrible. Oh, I agree. I agree. I don't know. D, do you think the Texans could pull it out or is Miami going to actually win their second game this year? I wouldn't be shocked if Houston won at all. Um, Me either. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to go with Miami to win the game 2017. 2017. Yes, we all got close games over here. It's uh, that's definitely a channel changer. Thank God for the red zone. Sometimes you know, yeah, really. I'm stuck with that crap here in Miami. You know, they, it's yeah, so thank gotta, God for all the other stuff. Got to get a direct TV. I hit up a bar. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, I'm good. I got my nines every week. I don't miss a game. I don't miss a game. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that don't happen. That do not happen. I've waited all freaking year for this. I'm not going to miss now the 17 games that I'm guaranteed that they're going to get, hopefully more. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, Nikki's uh, team right now. We have the Raiders, who I said were Fugazi. I saw Nikki tweeted out that Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a woozy, it's a wazi. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, it is the Raiders at the Giants. Nikki, it's your team. And they came off, oh, you know, there's no moral victories, but no. damn, they were freaking close. And their defense played really well. What do you think is going to happen against this other AFC West opponent? 
Oh, I think like we're going to lose and because <laughs> Joe judge's headset's not going to work. And Jason Garrison called plays from the forties and, you know, we have no hog mollies and I just like, I have no faith. Like, I don't know. Saquon was supposed to play, but now he has COVID and our running backs coach has COVID. So I don't know. It's messy over here. I, listen, I'm probably not picking the giants the rest of the year. So mm. Raiders 27 giants, 22. Okay. Las Vegas, it is. Damien, what say you? Yeah, I got to go with the Raiders as well. All right. Uh, I think they come into this game. They've been really playing well since the Gruden thing happened. Yeah. Uh, so I think that they are trying to galvanize through all the things they're going through. Um, so I think the Raiders win this one. I'm going to say 27-20. All right. All right. I'm wondering what their passing game is going to look like now, you know, without Henry Ruggs. And not that he was the best, but he was somebody you had to account for over the top. Yeah. Um, everybody else get open. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, um, you know, I like Derek Carr a lot. Um, Darren Waller is going to be healthy for this game. I don't love their defense. I like the Giants' defense. I think Devontae Booker is doing a pretty decent job, but they got to get healthy at the wide receiver position. Um, if they can get a couple of these guys healthy, like Sterling Shepard and, you know, get Tony doing his thing, I think the Giants are going to pull it out, Nikki, at home. I actually like them 26-21. So, uh so root for me over there. I think the Giants are going to win this game. for you. I yeah. sure am. <laughs> I think they are. I, uh, look, I call the Raiders Fugazi, so I got to kind of stick with that a little bit over here, you know. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so let's hit up our next one. As I'm the lone ranger on that bad boy, we have the Chargers going to the Eagles. Damien, you alluded to the point spread before. So what do you think happens in the game? Yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one pretty easily. I think they want to make a statement after those two losses. And mm-hmm. if they lose this one, then we have to go back to Nikki's question. Did the league catch up to them? Um, but I think they win this one. I'm going to go 30 to 17 for the Chargers. Okay. Okay. I uh, I also like the Chargers on the road. Um, the Eagles, I think, you know, call it whatever you want, blew their load last week against the Lions. I, th- I don't think they're going to score that too many more points after that. But, um, yeah, they'll somehow end up scoring like a late touchdown to make it respectable. But – I do like the Chargers to put up a decent amount of points. I like them 30 to 20, Nikki. So I'm going L.A. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. I think they bounce back. Chargers 31, Philly 27. Okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, Packers Chiefs could have been the game that everybody wanted to watch, the game of the week perhaps, if you want to call it that. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Clash of the Titans, you know, the two best in the game perhaps at the moment or for the past couple of years, but we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers, and that changes a lot of things for me. The game is in Kansas City. I was pick. I'm not look. I was picking Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, but I, I can't now. I got to change it around. So I'm going Kansas City to win this game, and I got to change the score actually because I have Green Bay here. But I'm going to go Kansas City, 33 to 10. What do you got, Damian? Man, don't you feel bad for State Farm? They probably had so many commercials. <laughs> <laughs> They probably did. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stick to my Green Bay pick. I think with yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Wow. Jordan Love has a great debut. Uh, you know what really is funny? People have been, like, just killing Sorison all year for his play. You yeah. know who has to feel bad? The person behind Sorison. Like, you're, <laughs> you're killing you're killing Sorensen all year for sucking and saying how bad he is. There's a person behind him who can't beat him out for that starting job. <laughs> like, that, like, he has to feel horrible. Yeah. 
but point. because that defense is so bad, I think Jordan Love has a great debut. And, of course, it's going to start the conversation. Oh, are the Packers ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Did he yeah, right. Because yeah. he's going to have oh, a good game God. because the Chiefs defense is so bad. Good enough to where the Packers win. I got Packers 31, Chiefs 24. I I can't believe it, man. Yeah, listen, if they do win, all praise is due, bro. I will I will give you my bragging rights. I'll give it to you myself <laughs> if they pull this freaking game out. You got balls, my friend. Way to go. Nikki, you go you going with D with this absolute craziness that he's pulling out the but it can't happen. What do you think? Uh yeah, I had Green Bay. I'm gonna stick with Green Bay. I think wow. defense has been playing pretty well. I think they're going to pressure Mahomes. And if they can stick to the run, they're going to be able to control time and possession and control this game. So I'm going to stick with it. Green Bay 31, Kansas City 28. Something is wrong with Kansas City. I don't really trust them. I know they were my Super Bowl pick, so I'll have to eat crow on that one. But (laughs) I think Green Bay can at least get by on this week. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, I can't believe that both of you are either (laughs) one of you are picking Green Bay in this game. We haven't seen Love play one snap of real professional football. Devontae Adams, I I guess he's coming back, but wow. It's not like Green Bay's great on. I cannot believe that you guys are sticking with Green Bay. I am. Okay, but Jay, like the Chiefs have their defense sucks. Okay. They do. Yeah. I, I mean, Jordan Love. Okay, but I but okay. We want to talk about a more complete team. I don't think Green Bay is as broken as Kansas City. Green Bay at least can stick to the run. They got a better defense. Yeah. They're gonna be able to pressure Mahomes. What is yeah. Kansas City gonna do? And they got so, Kansas City's got their MVP quarterback. Go, go ahead. Dude. I don't think he's been playing that great. You know what? Chris, he, he, Chris he is also crazy. Chris agrees with both of you. You're all nuts. <laughs> The the blueprint to beat the Chiefs is out there, and they haven't been able to figure it out when it comes to that. So any okay. defense, we saw what the Giants did. Now, the Giants do have a decent defense, but we yeah. saw what the Giants were able to do in slowing them down. So the, the blueprint is out there. So the Packers can follow that same blueprint on defense to slow them down enough. And I think that that's why the reason I picked Aaron Jones in our freaky fantasy draft. I yeah. think he's going to have a okay. big game against them. I think the Packers can win this game, and Jordan Love's going to show something. Wow. I Jeez, if, if that happens, man, I, I don't even know what to say. That, that'll that prove that I know nothing about football. I will retire <laughs> from the show and give you guys basically everything I own. That'll be it. I mean, holy crap. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm the idiot. Let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm the fool because everybody else is going against me so far over here. Unbelievable. Wow. Okay. All right. Moving on. He's mad. If he could flip a table right now, he would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm shocked. I really am. I'm surprised. I can't believe all this. Uh, well, I guess it's lack of. It's really more of a lack of faith in Kansas City than anything is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I can understand that. Because the Giants shocked. are supposed to be their get right game, and all they left us with was more questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, man. They got to start running the freaking ball. They have yeah. to run the ball. Yeah, they don't. They, come on, Andy Reid. I mean, look, it's, it's been his MO for the past, what, 25 freaking years that he just wants yeah. to pass, pass, pass. Yeah. You got to run the ball. You have yeah. to. But Okay, that's another story. We'll see what happens in that game. Unreal. Okay, uh, my 49ers are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. We lost to them 17-10 just a few weeks ago. Um. I really want to pick the Niners because of the defense and how they played them last time. 
But our secondary is god awful. We lead the league in pass interference. We can't cover anybody. It, it, it's really it, it, it's a shit show, and we're hurt. I, I just see Arizona being able to throw and throw and throw and get Chase Edmonds involved, and they're going to be able to move the ball, and the Niners won't be able to match them offensively. I have to take Arizona, even though they're on the road in Santa Clara for the 49ers. Uh, I think it will be a competitive game, but um, Arizona is going to end up winning this one 31 to 25. What do you think, Ding? Mm. I picked the 49ers last time. They almost came through for me. In this yeah, almost. So this time they come through for me. All right. I can't have my NFC Super Bowl pick going down this way. <laughs> so I got to go down. No down. <laughs> Get so him back I'm, to 500. Yep. Yeah, I got to get him back there. So I'm going to go with San Francisco in a defensive game, 21 to 20 over the car. Ah, okay. Okay. I'll see you slugfest. I have no problem with that. As long as they come out on top. That's all. Look, fantasy, um, you know, our picks, you know, our bet. As long as the 49ers win at the end of the day, my football Sunday is a success. So I was. that's all I need. I'm a happy camper. Nikki, what do you say? Uh, Damien and I are split on this one. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the 49ers on okay. their turf this time. Again, we talk about time and possession, controlling the clock. I think the Niners are going to do that with their run game. Yeah. I'm going to go 49ers, 28, Arizona, 26. It'll okay. be close, but. And you picked Elijah Mitchell, you know, to go along with. Yeah. All yeah, right. So so I, I, I got to back it up. Up. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. All right, we got two left. We have our Sunday night and our Monday night football games. Let's get to Sunday night. The Titans, no more Derrick Henry. They're going to have stuff to figure out, and this is a bad week to figure shit out because they got to play the Rams in L.A. Um, Man, I could have even locked this one up against Tennessee, but obviously I'm not going that route. But I will take the Rams to win by two touchdowns, uh, 28 to 14, Nikki. Yeah, all on, on three. One, two, three. Rams. Okay. <laughs> Rams 31, Tennessee 21. All right. There you go. Trifecta thing. Yes, sir. Give me the Rams 34, Titans 20. 34 20. All right. I dig it. I dig it. And our Monday night football game. This is like old school black and blue Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears. But they're not what they once were. They're totally different teams now. Even though Pittsburgh and Chicago are playing good defense, their offense is a whole other story. Not sure where the points are going to come from, guys. What do you think <laughs> happens, Nikki? Um, I know. This is kind of tough, but T.J. Watt already has eight and a half sacks. I think he's going to get a few more. Pittsburgh, 25, Chicago, 17. All right. Nikki's going with Pittsburgh, who is at home. Hosting the Bears. Damien, what do you think? Yeah, you got to go to Pittsburgh against a rookie quarterback. <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you have a rookie quarterback out there against that defense, it's just not a good recipe for success. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh in an ugly one. Like last week, they won, what, 15 to 10? Yeah. Something like, <laughs> it's going to be something like that. So I'm going to go 17, 13, Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm going to go Pittsburgh 22 to 19. They'll win probably on a last second field goal somehow. Um, it'll be definitely a sloppy game. I can see defensive touchdowns both ways, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, we're all on Pittsburgh for that game, hosting. And, damn, what's their record right now? Are they three and four, Pittsburgh? I got to check that four, out. But four and three. Four, you see, 
you know, they're, they're getting themselves in the mix a little bit over here. I don't know if it's going to last, but all right. Let's see how the rest of their schedule plays out. So, all right. So we all got Pittsburgh on that last one. And, um, man, I don't know if there's any game I'd really be looking forward to watching other than my own. It would have been Packers Chiefs. But um, right now I would say I would like to see what happens in that browns Bengals game. Cincinnati's hosting. Let's see if the Browns can get, like, you know, back on track, run the ball, get for real, or the Bengals going to take a stronghold over there. You know, that's that's a big question. And what do we – we all took Cincinnati in this game, but we think it's going to be a close one, right, Dean? <coughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. That's a good one to look forward to. I'm still looking forward to Green Bay, uh, Kansas City, because yeah. now that the unknown factor of Jordan Love, is Kansas City really done? Can he, you know, play against a good team and have any type of impact? So mm-hmm. I think that one is the most interesting one to me. Even okay. outside of my, even you know, my Saints playing Atlanta because I think we're going to smash them. So yeah. I, I, so I'm mm-hmm. going with that one as the most interesting game. All right, all right, Nikki. What do you think? There's a couple other ones. You know, your Giants are playing the Raiders. I think that is an interesting game. Cardinals, Niners, Titans, Rams. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? Uh, yeah, I am looking forward to San Fran, Arizona. I think it's going to be really close. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Baltimore, Minnesota is going to be good. I just think that Baltimore is going to edge them out. But I can see, you know, I can see Minnesota just, I, I don't know. Somehow they pull shit out. I still think they're fraudulent, but they do pull shit out the last minute. But I think that's probably going to be a pretty high scoring game, too. So that ends yeah, this point. it ends this week for Minnesota. <laughs> the beginning of the end right yeah i know i know we'll say hey look if they can get out of this two and two then maybe they got a shot we'll see but yeah they're behind the eight ball right now there's no question wow Ah, a lot of fun guys as always the third and three podcast now again live all over the place the website is out nikki amazing job great articles by both of you guys are really objectively speaking fantastic love it Damien, in-depth boxing knowledge over there, the way you broke it down. And, Nikki, I love the way that your article kind of spoke to people. It was like you were talking to them. It was a really, really good work. I was at work reading it, and I almost spit out my food with the picture of the trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Like a true fan she was, no doubt. I was mad. I was so (laughs) just disgusted. And, I, you know, you got to get it out sometimes. It's like sometimes therapeutic to just write it post it and absolutely get it out there no doubt and get the feedback and yeah a lot of people are reading it there's no doubt so excellent job nikki tell them where you're at and what's going on lately yeah, no, on Twitter at Nikki Nick nine three eight four. Um, you know, we had uh, I didn't watch Below Deck this week because the Giants were on. I had to get my heart broken. But <laughs> you know, with Vanderpump Rules, I was on uh, last night. That was a great episode. Um, yeah, just the reality TV gauntlet. Like I said, Real Housewives of Dubai just got announced, so we're excited for that. Real cool. Housewives of Orange County trailers coming next week. So, yeah. Got a lot going on on the Bravo universe. Make sure you follow Nikki Nick nine three eight four. She's got the she got the four one one. There you go, and the real deal, of course. Busy man doing your thing all over the place, writing articles, doing even uh, you know quick podcasts. You got the podcast. You're all over the place, my brother. Tell them what's going on. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, Before I get to my stuff. Nikki, I need you to convince my wife to do a reality TV podcast with you. I think you yes. guys would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <Is she laughs> <Doing home? it. laughs> 
because yeah, you guys love it. Like I watched the episode of Vanderpump Rules when the dad guy did the proposal with the whole yes. Rochella thing. Rochella, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was, it was <laughs> it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. It's definitely a rich people thing to do. Like yeah. you can't just you can't just kind of do that proposal if you're not out here with money. Like that was it was nuts. <laughs> so I was like, yes. I'm glad I I'm glad I'm already married because if I was not married and she saw that proposal. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't go. It wouldn't go as well. It would so be like set up here. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would love to do that. Oh my god, a reality TV podcast with her would probably be so fun. That's yeah. cool. So That's I'm gonna need you to convince her for sure. Yeah. Um, but you can find my podcast, The Real Deal with Damian Adams, on all podcast platforms. So if you're listening to this right now, go ahead and subscribe to The Real Deal with Damian Adams, and just continue that good content in your life. Because you need it. It makes you, it brings your blood pressure down, makes your heartbeat right. Just get the good content in your life. All right. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at The Real Deal WDA. That's on all social media platforms. The Real Deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha, football, basketball, boxing, uh, random things that I think about. <laughs> You'll get all that, all my stuff. All right. So go ahead and follow me. No doubt. And you're going to see a lot of that stuff also on the third and three podcast.com on the website that is ready to blast off. We just put it out. We got a few articles out. We're going to put our picks up there. Everything. It's going to be a lot of fun, interactive. So you guys make sure you check it out. You know that we are here, the three of us, third and three podcast every Wednesday night, eight o'clock PM Eastern time, getting you ready for the Thursday night game and all the other games that follow and all the craziness and the madness that we do. We have a freaking blast on this show. And hey, again, that website, it's coming, baby. Check it out. It's here. Things are happening. So third and three moving up in the world, baby. We're doing it there. And you guys can subscribe to the website as well. Yes. And you can make an account. And then when, um, you know, we post something or write something, you'll get notifications. So subscribe to the website comment let us know your thoughts and uh keep it rolling see you guys keep next rolling week. that's right that's what we're gonna do keep it rolling on third and three podcast always and forever mm-hmm.